Today is the day. At Lil Ezzy and I come at you all hard with all the smoke in our fantasy basketball marathon. We talk in rankings, sleepers, and just general mediocre draft knowledge. But first, know it all, bring that bop in. All right, Liam, another episode and a fantastic week coming up. I cannot wait to dive into everything that's happening. Oh, man, it's fantasy draft week, which is just the best week. I get so excited for drafts. Honestly, it might be the the thing I get most excited for in the world is fantasy drafts. <laughs> I don't even the think world, that's, eh? that's too much of an world? exaggeration. No, Damn. they're the most okay, exciting okay. things because they only happen you. a couple times a year. And uh, just that's true. And they're so short that they're over, and it's you just want more and more. So that's really um, fair. That's really fair. Yeah, great week, big week coming up. I know. I can't. I can't wait for um, like, kind of just see what's in store. I mean, it's gonna be a hectic season, as we all know. But um, it just some normality a little bit with the coming draft and stuff like that. So, uh, fantasy draft, not actual NBA draft. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited. So we got a big episode in store for you guys today. Or you all today, we have essentially the fantasy basketball experts picks. They're not picks, <laughs> but advice. Experts. Advice. Mediocre advice. Experts, yeah. mediocre advice. Um, so we're going to start off by essentially uh, Liam and I kind of have a list of like 10 players that we think uh, will be like top 10 in their position for every um, for in fantasy. Specifically, this is so just a disclaimer, this is specifically fantasy, right? Liam, we're not going to, we're not talking yeah. about like, Real, we're talking about numbers, stats, stuff like that. So, you can be a very, yeah, we, we should yeah, make that clear. You can be a very good player in fantasy and be absolute garbage in actual basketball when it comes to winning basketball games. So, yes, exactly. This is strictly like, fantasy. You could be a top, you could be like a top 50 player in fantasy, but not be a top 50 player in the NBA, essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. So, we just want to put that out there. This is not what we think are the best players in the NBA. This is best fantasy wise um so yeah we'll just give you the list and hopefully this will help you guys uh on your drafts i know we still have a week away from the season so a bunch of you will still be uh having your drafts coming up so hopefully this all helps uh so once we do the list we'll move on to kind of we got an adp uh which is average draft position uh list on uh yahoo so we'll just be going through that and kind of take it round by round as if it's um 13 rounds in a standard fantasy head-to-head uh nine cats or eight cats i mean they're around the same uh yeah. league so yeah yeah um, that's that's another thing that we should make clear these rankings and opinions are for head-to-head league head-to-head nine or eight cat league um, yeah and then yeah. we'll the, the adps that we'll be doing is uh based on a 12 team league so okay, like that's perfect. the rounds yeah. that we'll be talking yeah, exactly about. exactly yeah exactly so for the most part they should help you even though you're doing points some leagues are like points are very janky um, I'm in a league right now. It's a, we actually have 18 people and it's points, but the points is kind of like, I don't know. I don't agree with it, but you kind of just have to adapt, but it's essentially like, it's like catered to big man because like you get one point for like a field goal and then you get minus one for if you miss one. And then, so it's in like steals and blocks are still one point. They're not like, uh, upped a little bit. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like kind of. It doesn't make sense because you don't get that many steals and blocks anyways. And it's still valued as much as a point. So yeah. like, yeah, I know it's uh, it's kind of weird, but yeah. So it's kind of catered to big men. So I kind of just go towards there or very efficient shooters. Um, but anyways, I digress. Um, 
we're gonna start these fantasy basketball rankings. How about what what, do you, what position would you want to start with, Liam? Might as well start with the with the old one at the point guard spot. All and right. I just want to okay, say I'm excited you. for for this because uh, you and I traditionally have, I'd say, different uh, opinions on fantasy players. So hopefully yeah, we get into yeah. some arguments here. This is this is a big one that we'll probably get in arguments with. So we got we allotted a lot of time for this. Um, also, another one, disclaimer. Sorry, I was, was going to say. If, gonna, if, okay, go ahead. Yeah, just another disclaimer before Liam gets into it. Um, one, so point cards can, or not point, just point guard, but positions could differ in general. Um, for example, you could have LeBron James. I could play like four different positions. Um, we kind of put them in our list depending on what we feel is kind of like their st- standard position. They'll most likely be eligible for a lot of different positions. But so our list may differ in that regard just a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's kind of just my disclaimer that if people are like, oh, why does Liam have Yanis as like a <laughs> small forward, but Daniel has him as a power forward. Like, I mean, it's going to happen because uh, these players are so, like the NBA is so fluid now. That's a positionless basketball that these players can play a bunch of different positions. But yeah. it shouldn't happen too much. And uh, I think we'll be OK. Yeah. In any in any case, in fantasy, don't get bogged down too much by positions anyway. Like yeah, as exactly. long as you have at least enough guys to fill out your roster, you can have three, mm-hmm. all three of your utility spots be, I don't know, centers or whatever you want. It doesn't really matter yeah. too much. So, um, yeah. And my, yeah. And my like kind of other thing, I kind of, I guess the first tip off the bat, um, go for like value. Like I, I wouldn't value position so hard, like so tightly. Um, that's my opinion. Like if you have, if you need like a small forward, don't to, like say, yeah, you know what I mean? Like don't reach. Unless you like think that person has good upside and no one no one like knows about that upside, but do not reach if you don't have to. Like get the best value you can for the most part. Um, but like also yeah. see what stats you need to, right? Like don't go all point guard and then like get like no bigs. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be like, yeah. Oh man, my first five picks I need to get point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, no, you don't need that. You do not need that. And especially depending on how your league is, um, you usually have a good amount of utility spots. Which is like, or like, yeah, I guess they're called utility in pretty much every standard uh, fantasy league. So, um, yeah, so just use them. Like, I mean, you have your guard forward positions too. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's like kind of another like advice I would give you. I guess you agree as well. So, all right, before I, I should stop talking, it's, uh, it's all about you now, Liam. You take the floor. So I've got point guard one. Okay. Um, my point guard one is, and this might be a little, uh, a little controversial right now, but I'm sticking with James Harden as the point guard one. Um, I know he's kind of been a jerk lately to, to Houston Mm -hmm. and Houston fans. Um, and people are like, Oh, he's going to sit out and Oh, what Mm -hmm. if his minutes are limited and stuff like that? But I'd really don't think his limits are going to be minutes will be limited very much. He's still got like two years on his contract. It's not like they're going to be like, Oh, well, like we're not going to trade you. So we're just going to play you 20 minutes yeah. a night for the next two years. So, and also with Westbrook gone, if he comes back in and he should, he's going to play. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to put, he has the potential to put up monster numbers if he stays in Houston. And even if he goes to someone like Brooklyn, whatever team he goes to, he's still going to be ball dominant, still going to be option number one on their offense. So you're not being like, Oh man, but if he goes to Brooklyn, he's not going to have as much of the ball. It's going to be I mean, Kyrie yeah. taking a back seat. Yeah, he might exactly. have a couple touches less, but this is still James Harden. This is still the most ball dominant mm-hmm. player in the last, I don't know, maybe ever <laughs> in terms of <laughs> usage. So yeah. yeah, I think he's your point guard one still. Yeah. Okay. 
funny you say that because this is where we first differ. I know we say we we're going to do it a lot, but I actually Ooh. had James Harden in my shooting guard category. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. So, but, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, he's, he could be a point guard. I'm sure you have dual eligibility when it comes to um, fantasy. So, yeah, but anyways, yeah, continue, continue. Um, are you going to give your, your point, your next one? Um, point guard I guess. Or? Okay. Do you want to just do or like we one, go back one, and one? Forth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, okay. So my one is uh, I have Steph Curry in my one. Um, I have, okay, like I said, I have James Harden, I have James Harden as my shooting, a shooting guard. So, um, but he would be there. He would be one if, um, if he had my point guard, uh, at Steph Curry one, uh, just for like, I won't go too in depth cause we have a long, long list, but Steph Curry essentially going to, I feel like he has potential to really pop off this year. Uh, without Clay Thompson, unfortunately, that terrible injury. Um, uh, he has. You're gonna have mad usage. Um, they're gonna need him to do a lot more. And and Golden State's not a scrub team. Like they're not like last year where they have like nothing. They could. They're like a playoff contention team. Like to get into it. Um, I don't think they have any contention to winning the West or anything like that. But they're definitely gonna be competitive. And I think he has plenty of uh, upside to like be an absolute beast in fantasy like he once was. Yeah. So there's our top two. Yeah, those two guys are going to be studs. I'm going to go with my next one. I'm going to go Trey Young. Um, that's your a second little bit of a jump. Day. That's well, that's. I, okay. I mean, no, I, I have Curry as, as two, but I'm since oh, you already mentioned. Oh, him. okay, okay, fair, fair. All right. Um, yeah, after after Curry, I'm going to go with Trey Young. Okay. I just think uh, people are kind of down because they're like, "Oh, Atlanta signed a bunch of players," but it's the same thing. Like Trey Young is not yeah. going to be taking a backseat to Bogdan Bogdanovich or Danilo Gallinari. Trey Young's getting yeah. his touches monster threes monster points monster assists um monster free throw percentage so yeah like he's just gonna dominate four categories which is yeah gonna exactly. be fantastic. and and like and it goes to kind of um just to piggyback off yours a little uh, so i had trey young as my third best point card um mm-hmm. but uh and i'll say who's my second in a little bit but uh to your point like yeah he's an, an amazing player and people are like oh he's not he's playing a poor defensively and stuff like that you can't hide him but like this is the like, again. This is fa- yeah. This is fantasy <laughs> basketball. Like it doesn't matter. Like in an NBA setting, sure that like you have all the yeah. valid points. But this is fantasy basketball. In terms of fantasy basketball, Trey Young, I think is gonna be an absolute stud. Um, I, I agree with you. I don't think Bogdan or anyone will take anything away. If anything, I think it'll add a little bit more value because one, it'll kind of take a little bit of stress off him if defenses focus on him, and um, maybe he'll get, maybe maybe he'll his assist will bump up a little bit more. So who knows? But um, yeah, I agree with you. He'll be a stud. Um, I had him at three, but I had a, my two, I'm sure like you have him next. Maybe, um, is Damian Lillard. Yeah. Uh, he's my, my second point guard. Um, I think he's, well, the like, key is what he is. Um, they didn't, Portland didn't really change their team much other than adding back Nurkic, which will help Lillard and, um, just a few more pieces from the bench, but he's going to be a stud again. I think you could expect pretty much the same value. Um, I wouldn't reach for him. Um, like don't try to get him like top five or like maybe like lower it like like a 10 or 9 or something like that if you can but um i definitely think he's my like third best uh or sorry second best point guard um from my list yeah i mean he'll be a first round player i just yeah, went for sure. i kind of went Trey young i think they're pretty even i went young over him cuz i think uh i just i just like going with the younger guy and the guy who i think has less rest days ahead of him fair fair yeah yeah so and also these are another kind of thing to point out these are this is not like a keeper league by any means um we're, we're talking yeah. just straight up like redraft um yeah. seasons so yeah i agree with you they were definitely it was for it was tough for me to juggle i was debating swapping them but it was very close so all right um, um yeah so, so that's four we've listed off four kind of th- three four yeah so so dame, dame was your four hard. right like just yeah. uh, okay okay yeah. so yeah 
Uh, so I'll go to my four since you already listed four, and um, I guess we're not matching at this point. Um, so my four is uh, Russell Westbrook. I have him at four. Ooh, you got Westbrook a little. Yeah, you got Westbrook a little higher than me. <laughs> yeah. So my my thing is, I know he's. Um, I kind of said like, oh, he's he has might have some ailing injuries, and he's like kind of on the decline. But in terms of just like a one season, um, I think, and I kind of touched upon this in our previous spot. I think he has all the opportunity to be an absolute monster, not only just like an like in regular basketball and NBA, but also in fantasy. Um, I think Russell Westbrook will not only probably produce very similar numbers as he did last season, but I think even better. Um, I think he has the opportunity with Beal to kind of um, do something that Washington hasn't really seen since John Wall was in his prime uh, before his injury. And I think, I don't know, I just think stats-wise, he's still going to be a monster. He's still going to get his assists. Um, he has a lot of shooting around him, which is really good. He's still going to get his points. Um, so. His efficiencies, you can't really rely on field goal too much with him, which is a bit, it's a bit tougher. That's why I kind of have him the lower four. But he was a monster fantasy every year. So I kind of can't really doubt um, his like production. So I kind of had him at four. And he didn't really go to a worse scenario, I feel, than he was previously in other teams. So that's why I'm at four. Yep, fair enough. Westbrook's a fantasy stud. Um, yeah. He, you know exactly what you're getting. You're getting massive points assists rebounds steals you're not getting good field goal free throw or turnovers, or turnovers but but free throws is not terrible like i wouldn't <clears> say like <throat> it, that hinders you in any way like free throw wise yeah i don't know he's been pretty bad free throws the past couple of years he dipped to like 66 percent or something at one point um and he is high yeah, volume so, so yeah so last season in 2020 he had 77 which is not great uh, 79%, which is not great, but I mean, it does, I don't think that hurts you at all. Yep. All right. Um, my next one. So I think we've listed five there. I'm going to go with, uh, Kyrie Irving. At, yeah. So this uh, is, sorry, this is your fifth, right? This is your fifth. Yeah. Or you had Westbrook as your fifth. No, I, I have Kyrie over Westbrook. Oh, Kyrie. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, yeah. okay. Makes sense. I just think Kyrie's a more efficient player. Gets you more threes. Uh, there obviously is injury risk. Um, if yeah. you're picking Kyrie in your draft, don't go and pick. Um, I don't know, Embiid or Durant or Kawhi with another pick or guys like that because you don't really want to pair two injury risk guys because um, that's fair. That's a fair point. But yeah, I just like Kyrie percentages better than Westbrook. Uh, threes better than Westbrook. I'm not going to have as many rebounds, um, but a bit more of a responsible player. And you know, I love my responsible players. Yeah, that's fair. And like, I think the big one for me is. Um, kind of like i agree with you but like i'm a huge fan and i guess you, this will be a common topic for me within like these rankings is unavailability like if you're available you're like useful at, at some point obviously if you're like a top a top player because if you're not on the court then you can't produce and if you've been not if you've been known to not be on the court then that kind of hurts you fantasy wise in my eyes so that's why i kind of have had Kyrie a little bit lower uh than you but he's still in my like top 10 list mm-hmm yeah, I don't know. I'm more of a I'm a, I'm a believer in everyone's injury prone until they aren't. That's and fair. No, that's fair. Yeah. Yes. But you, you you have those solid guys though that like are pretty consistent, and like Kyrie's not one of them. No, I agree. Yeah. Until yeah. he is. Until he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until he. But hopefully for his sake this season. But I think they'll still rest him a lot. Um, in Brooklyn. Um. So that kind of doesn't help either because that's not really out of, in anyone's control other than the coach Kyrie. Uh, okay, so in my 
five spot. You had Kyrie in your five. In my five spot, I had Ben Simmons. So now this is a little bit a little bit biased because you know I love me some Ben Simmons. Um, I think he is was an absolute stud last year um, in terms of de- like defensive stats. I think he averaged close to maybe one uh, block. Oh no, it was like around point seven. Um, but he averaged two steals a game, over two steals a game, which is ridiculously good. Um, he also uh, averaged around fifty eight percent field goal. And the the free throw is always the issue. He's sixty two, so that kind of that really hurts you. It's like a big, but he averaged over eight assists and eight rebounds, and he averaged around sixteen points. Which I think it's going to even go higher now with a better coach team and a more like kind of the system's suiting him more rather than what it did last year. Um, so I think uh, fantasy wise, I think he'll be around five. I'm gonna have him a little bit higher than Kyrie. That was a tough one for me. Um, I have Kyrie next at six. Um, but uh, yeah, so Ben Simmons is there for me and uh, I love what he can do. And I think, I know I, I believe this every year and I tell you this every year, but I think he's going to get progressively better at three-point shooting where they have to at least think about it. Yes, at least think about it. But uh, that, I, I totally know that just me having blind faith in him. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but that's just me having blind faith in him. And yeah, but uh, yeah, so no, he's fair my enough. You keep thinking about it and then next year you'll keep <laughs> thinking about it and the year after yeah. you'll keep thinking and you'll be thinking yeah. about that for a while. Yeah, I'm gonna be chasing that dream. Yeah. Yeah. No, obviously Simmons is a stud. Um, yeah. I know you have him in our our league, so you like him a little more than maybe others, as anyone yeah. would do with their fantasy players. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has p- personal player bias, but yeah. yeah, obviously Simmons is sick. And if he does develop that shot, which I don't think he's just gonna wake up one day and develop it, but if mm-hmm. he does, then obviously that adds an element. I wouldn't be banking on it this year if uh, if you're drafting just for this year. Yeah, um, that's fair. Okay, I'm gonna give my next guy, and this is a bit of a boring pick, but uh, and this is sorry, think, is this your six? Is your six? Yeah. So I had okay, I had Harden, Curry, Lillard, or Young, Lillard, Kyrie. So now my sixth pick is Chris Paul. Bit of a boring pick. Oh, okay, um, okay. But I think this guy just produces fantasy value wherever, man. That's a little true. bit like uh, a little bit like Kyrie. Good. Um, good percentages, better percentages than a guy like Westbrook, better turnovers to assist ratio than a guy like Westbrook. And yeah, I know he's going to, to Phoenix where they're going to have Booker and stuff, but I think uh, Chris Paul is a perfect compliment and Booker can play more off ball. When Chris Paul's on the court, he's got the ball. So um, that's fair. He's going to be yeah. putting up fantasy you, value. You, I know you had a, I would say, yeah, you had him a little, a uh, lot higher than what I have him, but yeah. Yeah. There you go. So I think that's our disagreement. But like, okay, so this is, so in terms of like kind of, we're listing players, but it's kind of in terms of, if you guys could get like the, the graphs, it's kind of like tiers, right? So like the first five is kind of, or finally the first two, three are like really elite. Like, right. Like those are going to be your guys. Um, Then you go lower, lower, lower. As you get to like, in our list, in my opinion, around like six to 10, those are like, I feel like interchangeable with like the next maybe two or three that are in line at like 11, 12, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, Um, So. So we could have very different. So I don't even have Chris Paul on my list right now, to be Ooh. honest, in my top 10. Yeah. So that's a kind of a little bit of hot take. But I'll get into why I don't. Um, so I guess I'll just say it now, actually, because we were talking Chris Paul. I just don't think um, with the players I have, the kind of trailing, I think they're going to have a kind of a boost compared to what they had last year. That kind of takes them a little bit over Chris Paul because Chris Paul had to do a lot in OKC. Um, so in terms of fantasy, he was like really, really good. Um, I think he'll still be really, really good. 
Um, but I just don't think um, it's that much that much better or even be the same that they'll overtake the players I have from like seven to ten. I think he'll have a little bit less usage um, in Phoenix because Devin Booker is going to be there. Even though Devin Booker has proven to play off the ball a lot better with when they had Ricky Rubio and Chris Paul is like a Ricky Rubio on steroids. So yeah. I th- I think um, they also have DeAndre Ayton who's going to be taking another step this season. So in terms of like scoring, maybe he won't be as high as a um, how many points did he have? 17 points he had in OKC per game. But I think he'll, his assists maybe go, will go up. His rebounds probably will like stay the same, maybe dip a little bit. He's, he was at five rebounds, kind of high. Um, his steals will probably be the same, if not go up. But uh, yeah, I think, he won't, I think he won't be as good, but I think he'll still be a really good player. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then, so on my seven... Um, so six, I had Kyrie. So that's when our little bit difference of Kyrie, uh, kind of occurred. And then at seven, cause that was your six. So my seven will be Shea Gilgis Alexander as, as my seven. That's who I had next as well. Yeah. Oh, look at that. We're actually, uh, we're actually equal. So yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I think Shay is, um, not only being Canadian, so you gotta rip that, but I think he took a huge leap and this kills me every time. Cause you, you mentioned it in like one of our first pods. How I, the absolute oh, yes. merit. Oh, I <laughs> the can't believe I didn't merit. jump on that right away when yeah, you know, this know. The absolute mare that I had. Can I, can um, I tell it? Yeah, you can tell it. You can tell it. So, so you got to explain that like, we're in a keeper league. We're in a keeper in league. In the first year of our keeper league, Shay's draft year was the year that, um, <sighs> that we started. And Daniel drafted Shay one spot ahead of me. I was so close to getting him and I wanted him. And then he goes and drops him like a couple weeks later for Willie Hernan Gomez. It wasn't even okay. It, no, it wasn't even a couple weeks later. This is this makes it even worse for me. It was literally two days after we drafted. Oh, it, it was, was two, two days, days later. It was yeah, a couple days later. Tra- he yeah. drops him for Willie Hernan Gomez, and I wanted him on the wire, but I didn't have the the priority to get him, so we went to someone else's team, and now he's a yeah. And now I'm like kicking myself every time, and like it, it, it was been so bad that like. At one point, I went down the tunnel last season, and I was, like, so close of trading Ben Simmons for uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander to my boy uh, Garrett. Uh, yeah, I know. It was that close. Like, that's all, like, I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to make up for my mistakes. I didn't pull the trigger, thankfully. Um, but, yeah, no, it was um, it was a dark time to me. I still kick myself to this day. I still dream about having Shea in my, in my A-keeper. I'd actually have amazing A-keepers. But anyways... That was a terrible mistake. Uh, one of the biggest regrets of my life. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but yeah, Shea is gonna be a stud. He was absolute beast last year. Um, this is gonna be his team now. Uh, yeah, Chris he's Ball's got gone. his own team. That's exciting. Yeah, he's so, gonna be an exciting player to own. Yeah, and uh, he's just like he's a seem the quality of player that just improves every year. So I don't think he, like him having his team now. I don't think he'll shy away from it. I think he's just gonna excel. Uh, he averaged yeah. what like nine, 19 points a game last year. I believe I'm I'm looking at the race stats, yeah, 2020 season. Um, yeah, 19 points a game, and then like good assists, good good. I mean, good rebounds, pretty good assists in terms of because he wasn't like a primary point guard ball handler. Chris Paul was there; he had like three His assists. Still go up this year. Yeah, they'll definitely go up. So I don't know. I think he's gonna be really good. I'm excited to see um, what he does, and um, that's why I have him at seven. And he's also huge with the big wingspan, so that helps him with rebounds yeah. and steals. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Even blocks at the guard position could help out mm-hmm. a bit. In. I agree. And, and they could play him at both, like point guard and shooting guard, right? Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Yeah, so you go for your eight now. Yeah. yeah, so for my eight, 
Uh, so I'd Shea at seven. For my eight, I'm going to shout out. We just shouted out a uh, a, uh, a Canadian. I'm going to shout out the guy who's the best player on the Canadian team, Kyle Lowry. He's my point guard. Another kind of okay. older guy. Um, yeah. But I love that guy. I don't even love the Raptors like most Canadians do, but I love Kyle <laughs> yeah. Lowry. Undersized, works his butt off. He's going to mm. be high usage, assists, steals. He's always all right up there, almost leading the league in steals every year. Um, yeah. Decent percentages. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Just kind of a boring pick as some of these older guys mm. are. I think I feel like in fantasy leagues, people tend to, and I said it myself earlier, tend to um, kind of, choose the younger guy just for more yeah. upside and excitement. But I think mm-hmm. that's where you get value in guys like Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul. If people are like, Oh, I'm going to draft a younger guy. Like I don't know, Darren Fox or someone ahead of those guys. I really don't think that uh, I think that's where you get the value with going with the safer pick and the older guy. Um, yeah, especially fair. if it's not a dynasty league. Yeah. So yeah, I've got I Lowry there. Um, so I don't have Lowry even on my list. Um, it looks like I'm really down on the older guys. See, um, but this it, is this is how you take advantage. A guy like Dan, yeah. like at, at <laughs> it, for me, Kyle Lowry for me is um it's kind of the resting. Um, I think he'll probably be rested a lot this season. Um, just because he's getting older, um, got a lot of mileage on his body. Um, I don't think he'll be enough to like really really hinder him fantasy wise. But also like you have like um that risk, which I don't really like uh, about it. Also, I think Fred Van Fleet is going to take a big step up, um, this year. So I don't think Kyle Lowry will be like get the same production he did last year, but I think he'll still be really good. Like I said, like he was close to making my list too along Chris Paul. He'll probably be in 11 and 12, like both of them. So like it could be interchangeable between them and like the players I have at, at uh, nine and 10 easily. Um, but it just more for me, like you'll see the players I have there are younger players. So for me, it's like the, I think they're going to take that step up um, in terms of what they did last season. So that's the reason for me why I would kind of, um, pick them over like the other two but like i said it's like very interchangeable um they're around the, that range so but i agree with you he's a good player i like i love me some kyle larry yeah and see guys this is why you're able to take those older <laughs> players guys like dan yeah. thinking like no that. but i i totally i totally agree with you that that could be the appeal but for me i, I guess i'm more the optimistic i'm like i don't want to go for the safe one i'm going to reach a little bit and i think these players are going to like I just love their situation and their opportunity, so I'm going to put put them up there a little higher because I think they're going to improve. All right. Um, so my my eight is uh, I have Jamal Murray, and this could be like bubble goggles because we all saw what he did in the bubble. Beware but, uh, of bubble goggles when drafting. Yes, beware. That is that is a that's a big beware. Liam is right. Um, I'm an advocate of that, but in this case, uh, I'm a little bit biased because he's also Canadian. But Jamal Murray, I think, is going to be really good. Um, I think he's just going to continue off of what he did. Like you could tell. He progressively got better. It wasn't just like he went to the, like he was bad all year. He went to the bubble, was amazing, and then you just like kind of gonna go off that. Uh, I think he was a good fantasy player all year. Um, I think he's gonna take that extra step just to be that much better. Um, he averaged around eighteen points a game, um, like around f- close to five assists and four uh, rebounds. Um, they lost Jeremy Grant, which is like a key role player, like starting five for them. So I think he'll be asked to do a little bit more. Um, I think Mike. Okay, we'll go, go to it later, but they'll probably ask more from Michael Porter and other players like that. Um, but I think he's going to – I think he could uh, get up there. Like, I don't know if you agree, but I could get, think he'd get up there to, like, plus 20 points a game. Um, oh, for sure. He'll get a lot of points. So, <laughs> so like, right, he was at 18 last year, so he would definitely get – I think he would get about 20. He's very Easy, efficient. Yeah, he averaged 45%. He's really good at the line, not, close to 90%. And he gets almost two threes a game. 
So I think he's going to be even better. I think his assists will go up even more. I think his rebound would probably stay the same around like four. And I think um, his threes might even go a little bit higher too, if it with alongside his points too. So I think he's going to be much better. He's growing into his own. And I think he's just going to feed off what he did uh, at the bubble. So that's why I have him at eight. Yeah, no, I think uh, I agree. And I'm just going to do a quick recap of mine for, for listeners and for myself. Because I think yeah, that might sure. be, we might have named my 10 now. Okay. Um, so I've got Harden, one, Curry, two, Trey Young, three, Lillard, four, Kyrie, five, Chris Paul, six, um, Westbrook, seven, Gildress Alexander, eight, Simmons, nine, and Lowry, 10. So that's my 10. I did okay. have uh, I did have Murray as the next man out um, oh, for the reasons yeah. yeah for the reasons that you just said yeah I'm I'm definitely big on Murray I think he takes a big step he yeah. won't be shooting as good as he was in the bubble because he was ridiculous no. percentages yeah, yeah. but no, yeah. um, I still do think he takes a step up naturally as as a young player improving that's fair that's fair and I and I like I agree with you there as you as you already heard um for so for uh, my other two actually differ so nine I have John Morant yeah. So, yep. so like, like I said, th- these two are like very interchangeable. Like these last two, um, with the like 11, 12, they have Chris Paul and, um, and, uh, Cal Lowry. Um, so John Moran, I think he was absolutely, he, well, he won rookie of the year for a reason. Um, he got a lot of assist numbers. His, um, points were up in the like, upper teens around 17 or so. And, um, so I think he's just going to improve, uh, his first year in the league. We'll have more. He shot really well. Uh, last season, if I'm looking at the st- stats, right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think he's going to just imp- continue to improve. Um, the the young core random is going to get even better. Uh, I think that will help him out a lot. And uh, yeah, so I think I have him at my a t- like a top 10 point guard. Um, and I'm not really, I'm not really like, uh, I don't think this is so, so much of a reach. I think he's right there. Um, and yeah, so he, I'm at nine. And then number 10, I have, this is, this is a little bias. This is a little bias. But I have the no. Don't Russell. tell me. Uh, oh, I have the no, Andrew- way. <laughs> no way. This is a little biased. Top ten fantasy point guard. Uh, I think he's. I think all all D'Angelo Russell needs is a little bit of stability. I think he has it now in Minnesota. <laughs> you, you saw how productive he was in Brooklyn. Like, don't tell me he wasn't good. He was good in Brooklyn. Yeah, and then so I think now he's going to be even better because he has his boy Anthony Towns alongside him. <laughs> Um, he has Ricky Rubio to help facilitate. He's not the primary ball handler and he can just literally do whatever he wants in the team. And I think he's going to absolutely thrive. I think he's going to get a lot of points, get you a good amount of assists, a lot of threes. Um, his free, th- he doesn't get to the line that much, but he is a good free throw. Free Does not get to the line. Yeah. Very but, but, much he, at he all. Ha- but he has gotten up. It has gotten up though. Like he's not, it's not like he's like declining. Um, he's actually then, historically low in terms of point guards getting the yeah, line. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really bad, but he's gotten a lot better. Um, it just like over his career, yeah, it's been historically low. Um, and then uh, I think his steals will be all right. He's not the like most the greatest defensively. He won't get you any blocks. Turnovers might be a little bit an issue, but everything else is I think is going to be uh, really good. And I think he's going to thrive. So I have him at ten because I'm optimistic. Um, like I said, I wouldn't reach for him, um, <laughs> but I'm very optimistic. Um, and that's why I'm at ten. But like I said, it could be very interchangeable with like uh, Chris Paul and Kyle Larry could easily be there. Fair so, enough. so to to cap off my ten, I have Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons at five, Kyrie six, Shea seven, Jamal Murray eight, Jaw nine, and then D'Angelo ten. So, All right, Danny, yeah. let's move on to shooting guards. Also, yeah, yeah, actually, maybe 
get yourself a good point guard, guys. Those that's that's a strong list of ten from each of us. Like those are all going to be good fantasy players. Get yourself a good point guard in I fantasy agree. drafts. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree because the good point guards are going to go flying off the board early. Yeah, I think so. Um, like if you, we'll go through the ADP, but um, yeah, I agree with Liam. So this um, is gonna, and just a forewarning, guys. This is gonna be a long pod, so we're gonna go through everything fantasy. So if you guys, I'll, I'll put up like markers for you guys uh, for the time wise, where you guys could skip to if whatever section you want to go through. But uh, it's gonna be a long one, so you guys have to stay tight. Perfect. Okay. Um, on that subject, though, we'll go through shooting guards now. Yes. Yes. Sounds good. All right. Go and we're there. not gonna do any repeats. Um, because I know on my list I had a couple maybe like. Yeah, like we'll just name them, but we won't go in depth. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, yeah. So I guess obviously the number one shooting guard, because he will be eligible to shooting guard, is Harden. Um, Yeah. Right? I have my my one. Yeah. But I'm going to give, so I'm going to give him his one, but I'm going to give a guy that I haven't, that we haven't talked about yet. And I think the next best shooting guard is Devin Booker. Um, Ooh, okay. Please please you to hear that, Dan, because you're a a Booker owner. Um, I am. But yeah, excellent field goal or uh, not field goal, free throw percentage. Um, he's going to be a high usage player, the highest usage player on that team. And yeah. shooting guard is a pretty uh, thin position, so if you're going to get a guy with as big a usage as Booker's going to have, um, yeah. then you're laughing. So yeah, Devin and Booker. and I think he'll he'll have that dual eligibility too as point guard. Um, yeah. So I think that'll help you too in terms of flexibility. But a lot of these guys will they like you guys have to if you guys are kind of fairly new to fantasy. Um, is another pointer. At, in the beginning, a lot of um, websites would only have a player in like one position. But as the season progresses, they'll add they'll add the positions to those players. Um, like for example, like year there was years where Ben Simmons started like at just point guard, and then they'll add like power forward or small forward to like whatever like they were playing um, in that scheme at the time. They'll just like add them to like the like a different position list. So don't be weary of like when you see like one player just have one position when you know like oh this player's played shoot as shooting guard before or he played as a small forward before like don't worry about it they'll probably add it later in the season I've definitely seen that multiple times so um, that's kind of just like another thing to add with uh when you were talking about Devin Booker yeah no don't be worrying about positions too much guys yeah. don't lose don't lose sleep over that <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly uh, okay so that was that was your two right that was your second best shooting guard yeah. Okay, so I had so my second uh, after James Harden had one was Luka Doncic. I have a mass shooting guard. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I had a yeah. Okay, go ahead. I I messed up okay. there. Obviously, Doncic okay. is better than Booker. I actually had Doncic under my point guards because he's so ball dominant. But yes, he would oh, be. Fair, yeah. He would be. Uh, so I didn't have him on this shooting guard list I was looking at. Um, yeah, but yes, Doncic is going to be better. Than <laughs> yeah. I was surprised. I was like, "Wow, are you really rate Booker? You, I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away." But my next pick, I'm like, "Wow, you yeah. really rate Booker?" But yeah. uh, <laughs> tell him why Doncic uh, is going to be uh, yes. the best or second best shooting guard. In he the well, he originally like already was an absolute monster. He uh, in the 2019 to 2020 season, he averaged <laughs> close to tw- like around 28 points, maybe even a bit more. Uh, nine rebounds, eight assists, which is absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, not to like, mention, that's like Russell Westbrook uh, MVP season fantasy numbers. <laughs> yeah, well, it's close. That's almost, very close. Almost, yeah, very close. Um, and then he had he's around three makes, like three point. He's not the greatest free throw. He's like seventy six. Um, but whatever, you'll take that with what he gives you. Uh, field goal is really good because he can get to the basket. And he's also a good shooter. He's only gonna get better, everyone. He's only gonna get better. If if James Harden wasn't at that one spot, which is like one of the greatest scorers 
uh, of all time. I, I I feel in NBA, he could definitely be number one. If it just wasn't for James Harden as that roadblock at number one, he could by far be number one. So I have him at two. Like, there's no questions about it. I think he'll be like a, probably a top five pick fantasy wise um, in your leagues. So yeah, there's, there's nothing much to be said. He's going to be an absolute stud. Um, he's only going to get better. KP's out, so he's going to rely on him even more. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it just a no-brainer at that point. Yeah, he's going to put up monster numbers. He's going to be a super fun player to own. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Um, so, Harden, Doncic, Booker for me. Um, okay, so, yeah, Booker at three. All right. Yeah. So, I'm going to go – I'm going to say uh, my next one is going to be Bradley Beal. Okay, um, fair. Yep. Yeah. He was a he was a fantasy stud last year. Obviously, Westbrook is going to take some usage away, but Beal's still going to be an efficient player. Um, he's going to get his. Hopefully, hopefully Westbrook doesn't take too much away. Um, so yeah, Beal is my four shooting guard four. Yeah, I mean, I had so kind of I had Beal at three, but I had Booker at four, and those are like very interchangeable for me. Those are very close. Yeah. Um, I think you talk about tiers; they're in the same tier. Can't really. Yeah, I think I, I think I think it's like I Harden, Luca tier one and then yeah. like you have tier two is like Beal and Booker um sure. so I had Beal at three Booker we already talked about Booker at four but I'll talk to you a little bit about Beal um I think Beal is gonna be this I think he won't be have the same type of stats that he had last season because like uh Westbrook's gonna be there but I don't think they're gonna uh kind of divert to to Westbrook in terms of like ha- like his team I think it's still gonna be Beal's team um yeah. I think he'll still put up uh good really good numbers uh, I don't think the points, the he averaged 30 points last season, which is insane. Yeah, that is insane, um, actually. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be the same, but he'll definitely, I think he'll definitely average between 25 to like 27 points, something like that. Um, I think his assists will probably be a little bit better, um, especially because I think they're going to be a dual guard, even though he had really good assist numbers uh, at, he had, how much did he have? Six assists. So I think they'll be like probably same, actually, I shouldn't say better. Rebounds will probably be the same. Um, and then steals would be probably, I, mean, I think even maybe better. Um, I think like, okay, so I want to say this, Bio was an absolute monster last year. So it's so much harder to get better. Like don't expect him to be better. He's don't gonna expect be, like, him to be better. I, I think he's gonna be a little worse, but that's still amazing fantasy wise. Like yeah. he gave you tw- 30 Three. points, six assists, four rebounds, 1.2 steals. He shot 84% from the free throw line and he shot 45% from the, from the field, which is like really good if you have a, 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 a shooting, a shooting guard. So mm-hmm. I think yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too discouraged if he goes a little gets a little bit worse because that's still like a top ten like fantasy player for you. He was an absolute monster last year. Um, so yeah, I had him at three. Uh, Devin Booker, uh, I won't say too much about it, but like yeah, I love me some Devin Booker. I think he'll be even better uh, or just the same as he was with Ricky Rubio. I think Paul will create more chances for him. Be less pressure on Devin Booker to be um, a really like great player for Phoenix because before he would get in like triple team, double teamed. He couldn't do anything. Uh, now you have Chris Paul there. There's no way you're double teaming when you have Chris Paul on the court. And uh, I think DeAndre Ayton's going to get better. So I think that'll just help him. So that's why I had him at four. Um, yeah. And I'll just let you say your five. Your, who do you have on five? My next is Jimmy Butler. Of the nice. Miami you're tied. I have, him at, I have him at five too. Yeah, there you go. Again, just another high usage player. You, the, with these shooting guards, it's kind of like you want to get guys who are going to be on the ball a lot. And the first four that we listed are going to be on the ball a lot. Butler's going to be no different. Um, yeah. yeah. And the way Miami play, um, kind of just to add, I don't know. Like, I know why I'm, I'm just, I know I'm just keep adding like different little uh, tidbits, but he'll definitely get 
like small forward eligibility for sure, and maybe even power forward because of how Miami plays, depending on where they play him. Yeah, so he'll be and he's going to have the ball the most out of any player on yeah, that team. Exa- so. Exactly. Yeah. So sorry, continue with what you're saying. Um. Yeah. No, that's that's basically it, man. Butler's going to yeah. be good. <laughs> he he gets you a lot Don't overthink of it. everything. Yeah, he gets you a lot of everything. Uh, if you if you love someone that's like kind of a Swiss Army knife, that's um that's Butler. He got he got over like, and I don't think his role is not going to be reduced by any means, right? So I think he'll he'll if anything he'll get a little bit more points. He only had nineteen point nine, so I think he'll, he'll get a little bit more um, with how Miami plays. And then he had average like around six assists and six rebounds with almost two steals, which is like really good because that's like a lot of fantasy value in different posi- in different like categories, especially in a cat league. And he only got like he only had to, like two turnovers, which is not terrible for someone who's on the ball a lot. Um, mm-hmm. His his average is really good, eighty three free throw and and forty five field goal. So, I think he's a def like you you've seen who we put in front of him. So this is no shot at him that he's at number five because I think the other four players are gonna be really good. Um and then so yeah, I Jimmy Butler at five. Yeah, agreed. Do you want to go six? You're six now. Yeah yeah, I'll go. So my six, I think you probably have him here too. But Donovan Mitchell. Um, I actually don't. Actually, don't oh, have him there. Okay, nope. okay. So, I'm interested uh, to see who you have in front of him. Yeah, um, I've actually but, got uh, two that... guys in front of him. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm excited to see, to hear what you ha- who you have. Um, so I have Donovan Mitchell. Um, nothing needs to be like said. Really, he's a uh, absolute stud. He'll get you a lot of points. Um, he'll get you a decent amount of assists. Uh, all right, rebounds. Not the greatest defensive stats, but he's very efficient in free throw and field goal. Um, his turnover ratio to his turnovers were, wasn't even that bad. It was only a 2.7 last season. I think they'll probably see the same, maybe go a little bit higher. But uh, yeah, he gets, he got you very, so I say like trade off wise, he got you very similar numbers to like Jimmy Butler. Um, you just get more points from Donovan Mitchell. You get uh, more three, uh, a little bit more threes, but you get lower in uh, rebounds and assists um, and steals, obviously. So it's kind of a little bit of a trade off there. But I think uh, Donovan Mitchell will still be there. If not, he'll be a little bit better because he's going to, Kind of another year in the league, so Adam at six. Yeah. Sorry, I'm. This is a long podcast. I'm fueling up with some pancakes. Here, so, <laughs> oh, that one went down wrong. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think Mitchell is a bit of a case of, and we talked about uh, bubble goggles. Obviously, I think Donovan Mitchell's a fantastic player. Um, yeah. I think he might be overvalued a bit coming into drafts. Uh, honestly, he was like, but like, sorry, my, my evaluation wasn't even like a base off bubble. It was just based off the season. Yeah. To be honest, Fair like, enough. I, I don't think he's not like one, like Jamal Murray. And this is, I guess where we can argue is like, he's not one like Jamal Murray where Jamal Murray was like good, really good in the season, but like absolutely popped off in the bubble. Don Mitchell was like really good all season. And he just, just continued his play. If not played a little bit better in the bubble. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, for my shooting guard six, I've actually got Zach Levine. Oh, okay, um, I have my top ten of, list, but yeah, might be a bit of a surprise to have him over Mitchell. But that, that's a, to be that's clear, a bit of a this is for me. this is a you got to know that Mitchell is a much better player in real life. Yeah, than Zach yeah. Levine. Zach Levine is not a winning player. Donovan Mitchell, I think, very much is. Yeah. Um, fair. But yeah, I think uh, Zach Levine, you know, dominate usage there, put up huge stats. Mm-hmm. steals assists a ton of points some threes um yeah just lots of categories he's contributing in um and he's a ball hog which is good in fantasy <laughs> that's true he is a ball hog put, put like the defying his coach and just pulling up on from the from like half because the guy's in mad balls 
Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I'm a little bit lower. Um, but yeah, f- stats wise, he's amazing. Um, he could could cost you in, like turnovers. Um, he's very like irresponsible with the ball. Um, yeah. but he averaged almost three point five, which is actually like a, which is a lot for someone who plays on Chicago. <laughs> like you 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 take it from like a like a a Doncic or Harden, you take that. But like from Zach Levine, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't crucify him for one category, but uh, his free throw isn't the greatest, so that's why I'm had a little bit lower. It's at eighty. Uh, for someone who's a, a decent shooter, I, I would expect it to be more. But yeah, he's a high usage, and you gotta you gotta love high usage and opportunity. That's that's a big one for. Absolutely for me. love high usage and opportunity. Yeah, so I had him a little bit lower. Um, I kind of looking at my list now. I kind of wish I had him like around eight, um, but I have him at nine for me. So we'll get to that. But well, um, nine's so, around eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then my seventh, I have uh, Demar, DeRozan. Um, he's just like a like okay. he's like one like kind of what you said. He's just like a reliable. Yeah, like he's an old head. Um, there's not nothing sexy about Demar DeRozan. But he puts up a lot of good numbers. He averaged tw- almost 22 points a game, uh, around 5, 5.5 uh, rebounds, 5.6 assists, which is really good. He won't get you much defensive stats. He's pretty good with the ball. Uh, only averaged close to two turnovers. And then really good field goal percentage-wise, he's really good, um, 53%. So that's really good for a shooting guard uh, he averaged last year. And I think he'll just be the same. Like He has no reason to get any lower or any higher. I think he'll just produce probably the same amount, same numbers. So that's why I mean, he's my kind of super safe, um, kind of I think like high floor, very low ceiling type player. Yeah, agreed. Safe pick, boring pick, but safe, solid value. Yeah. So I had him at seven. Who'd you have at seven? At seven, I had. Oh, uh, this is a fun one. This is one you're gonna like. I can't believe I'm <laughs> higher on the Toronto guys than you. I've got Fred Van Vliet all the way up there. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you and I traded for him in our league that we go in together, or that we went in together last year, and he was awesome yeah, for us. He was. Threes, he was. steals, points, assists. I think he yeah. takes a bit of a step up this year. Another guy I That's love. Uh, see, I'm not a Raptors fan, but I love all their players. <laughs> yeah, no. You can't, you can't root for the hashtag better than yourself. Um, yeah. Um, players, yeah, so. no, I think Van Vliet's going to take a big step up, too. That's and, fair. Yeah. Love that. Play. I had him. I, I had him for me. I had him at eleven. Um, he was like very close. I didn't even have him in my top ten, but I just kind of like these other players better. Um, I really like Fred VanVleet. I think he's gonna be a good player. He's gonna be like one of those that are very exciting to own because he just got a big contract. Um, the, the Raptors obviously um, really like him and have faith in him. And depending on how Kyle Lowry is, I think he could take like take a step up even more than what he did last year. So he'll be like a fun, exciting player to own because you love the potential. And mm-hmm. then, it'll, so it'll just be nice. Uh, and it's a, who doesn't love see, watching the Raptors, right? Especially as Canadian. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't hate you for that. that one, but, honestly, uh, that actually, what the point you just made could be something to consider. If you're in a draft with a bunch of other Canadians, there's the Raptor uh, player tax. Yeah, and everyone yeah. wants a Raptor player, especially the good ones like Van Vliet, Lowry. They might actually go off the board a little bit higher than their actual value yeah, especially i feel like especially van vliet yeah because like i think siakam could be there but he didn't like i think like the bubble goggles would be a big one too where people are like wow siakam was not that good in the bubble um we don't like i'm a little iffy about taking him even though he's in the raptors and and siakam's not as sexy as he once was when like last no. season when people were drafting him 
I think th- I think that's like a Fred Van Fleet position right now, where he's like I think the sexiest one on the Raptors for fantasy wise, and I think a lot of people are gonna hop on him like hard. So I would not reach for Van Fleet as much as I love him. Um, but if you're like a homer and you you just don't really care that much, sure go for <laughs> it. <laughs> but uh, like I just I just would not reach if you're serious about um, making your team like very like optimal. I would not reach for uh, Fred Van Fleet, especially because um, he could be dual uh, point guard or shooting guard. Um, but um, you could get a lot better value um, around that area where you probably would be reaching to get him. So I would just not go for that at all. And we could, we'll get to that to the ADP because I feel like ADP wise, I'm, I feel like he's probably really high. Yeah, just to clarify, like on, on these lists, shooting guard seven does not mean he's as valuable as point guard seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. The point guards are a lot deeper than the shooting guards. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. That's a good, that was a good uh, note to add actually. Um, okay, so that was your that was your eight or seven? Sorry, that was my seven. Okay, so my eight, I have Chris Middleton. Actually, that was my um, six, Dan. That was my six. Sorry. Oh, your six. Sorry. Okay, then go yeah. ahead. Go go say your seven. Oh, so I'll go with my seven. Um, well, actually, my seven is Donovan Mitchell. So. Um, oh, okay, fair. So you can keep going with yours, actually. Okay, so then I had uh, Chris Middleton. Uh, that's another. I know they had they just added Drew Holiday. But that's like another, I feel like, just kind of safe pick. Yeah, that's um, my eight as well. Yes, yeah, kind of yeah. same reasoning as DeRozan. Agreed. Uh, yeah, exactly same reasoning. Nothing super sexy about Middleton, but very safe. And um, yeah, I think he'll get, still get a lot of usage in um, Milwaukee. There's no reason for him not to. Oh, he will. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think not to kind of blabber on about him, but yeah, I had him at eight as well. And he's not really, like, he's never been a high usage player anyway, and he's still been a fantasy, like a really good fantasy player. So Yeah, exactly, exactly. I agree. Um, so we'll go to our nine. So I'll let you, I'll let you read off your nine. My nine was actually DeRozan. Um, oh, okay. So okay. you kind of spoke about him a bit. So do you want to give your nine or should I just give my 10? Uh, Maybe uh my nine is, guy. my nine is Zach Levine. Yeah. So that's who oh. I had. I kind of would have probably like, now that you talked about him and like, I'm thinking about it, I would have swapped Middleton and him, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, the, it's an eight, nine. It's not much of a difference. So yeah, you go to your 10. Uh, my 10 is... Uh, the guy who just joined up with Middleton actually and Drew Holiday. Um, and again, you might be worried about usage and uh, and that type of thing. But again, Holiday isn't a big usage guy. He's defensive stats. He's not turning the ball over. He's good percentages. And he's still going to get his threes and his points. Um, assists, excuse me, a little lower. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've got Holiday that high. is kind of a boring pick, but a solid yeah. dependable shooting guard as my shooting guard 10. Fair, fair. I had uh, so I have Jalen Brown as my ten, and um, I kind of just wanted to speak to why because I didn't have Holiday as ten, or I didn't even have him really eleven or twelve because I think he was so good last year, um, in terms of fantasy wise. I think he'll, in terms of points and stuff, maybe get. I don't know if he'll get as many points as nineteen, but his assists will definitely go be up there. He's a good playmaker. Um, his steals definitely going to be up there. He's a really good defensive player. But I don't think his usage will be as high like he had in New Orleans. And I think he'll won't be able to put like those same kind of numbers with the usage not as high. Um so that's why I don't I was kind of a little bit low on him. Um in terms of my ten, Jalen Brown, I think his usage is just gonna go up without Gordon Hayward there. So he has no no one really contending for his touches. Um it's a it's a good note that Kemba Walker, um I mentioned this on the other pod, I think. Um is he's gonna be injured for the beginning of the season for like a decent amount of time, I think. So that'll just kind of elevate J- J- um, Jalen Brown even more. Um, so that's why I had him at 10. And I think he's going to be really good. Um, 
this season, and I think he's just going to go up from there. Yeah, I, don't, I think uh, we're starting to see the difference. Dan is a big usage guy. I'm not as big of a usage guy. I, uh, I Aubrey, believe for, players can have good value with not. That's fair. For, for for me, for me, opportunity is my like I've always preached this. Opportunity is my one thing I always look for. If you have opportunity, then I think you have a great chance to be a great fantasy player. That's like my one like like gospel. I I, go, I swear by that. That's like my one rule is opportunity. If you don't have opportunity, I just don't value you as much as um in fantasy unless you're like a, like a stud or something like that. You're very efficient. I just don't really value as much. So and then I think we can move on to. Yeah, so I think we can move on to small forwards now. Um, I'll let you, I'll let you rattle off the your first one. My first small forward. Let me pull up that list here. Um, so this might be a, a bit of a hot take. Um, well, okay. probably not. But uh, my small forward number one is Kawhi Leonard. Um, okay, and I know you. That's a yeah. That's that's he's a little bit lower for me. I know load management and everything, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA came out with that rule about back to backs and and not sitting on on those for nights. Stars, yeah, for superstars. Yeah. Stars, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Kawhi's got something to prove this year after going out of the playoffs. I think he plays a bit more. I think he plays hard as he always does, and super efficient, great defensively, um, low turnovers. Just a just a model fantasy player. So I'm really high on him as as small forward number one. Obviously, there's some great small forwards, so they're all kind of in the same tier, but. I would lean towards Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Okay. That's where we differ a lot. Um, I'll say right now at Kawhi at four. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I think you're a little bit more up than I am. Um, I don't disagree with your reasonings. I just don't think um, he's better than the three people I have in front of him. Um, so I had LeBron James at one. Yeah. Right, for obvious reasons. You know, he's my give two. You a look. Yeah. Yeah, and like for the same reason you said, like load management won't be as big of a factor for like these super. This is for like superstars. I'm pretty sure this rule is. I don't think it's for like every single player, um, because obviously some players you like you'll have the players that will kind of like fake the injury and be like, oh, kind of pulled up a little bit in the previous game or something. Uh, I have to rest my leg or something, or the, my hamstring something. Um, but like I mean, for superstars, there's definitely be a big a big eye on that. So I don't think for the big national nationally televised games like LeBron or Kawhi will be like sitting out a lot of the time like we're used to seeing, um, unless they have a valid injury. So I think LeBron is going to be there. Uh, I think he's going to be a top fantasy asset like he is every year. And I think there's nothing more to be there. It's LeBron James. Um, he'll get you everything. So I had him at one. All right. Yeah. So you well, said your second was LeBron. My right? second so, is LeBron. Yeah. So, so okay. So this is a bit. This is a pretty. This is a little bit of a spicy take here. I have my two. I have Jason Tatum. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, pretty high. Now let me tell you why. So not only Jason Tatum um, was an absolute freak last year, one of the best fantasy players um, in my eyes, and and in the stats too. Um, he was really good. He stepped up his game, elevated it. To like heights, I don't even think people even expected him to be like to be like this good this quickly. Um, he's gonna get a, a massive amount of usage, and his opportunity to like take control of his team is even better with Gordon Hayward gone. Um, like as like I mentioned, Kemba Walker's gonna be gone for a decent amount of time, so he's gonna have to like control this team. His assists are gonna be higher. His Great. rebounds will probably be the same, not higher. His points are gonna be higher. They're gonna rely on him to do so much more, and he's a, a really good defensive like stat player. I think he what did he average? I think he averaged around like. Close to two uh, steals a game, um, pretty sure. Um, so I think he's gonna be really good. 
Um, I cannot wait if I could get my hands on him. I would that'd be one that I think he might fall because not many people know that much in terms of like in the top ten or top twelve, like in your first round. Um, I would mm-hmm. definitely grab him if I if I can. Um, hi, like I think I, I'm really high on him this year, and um, yeah, so I have him at two. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I uh, I'm also high on him. I was like, okay, where is he on my list? I have him on my power forward list, so I couldn't find him. Um, oh, okay, okay. But uh, but yeah, no, I agree. He's gonna be yeah. Hopefully, not too many people are sleeping on him because he's gonna be a stud. But yeah, yeah. you're right because he's just not quite as big a name yet as LeBron, mm-hmm. Kawhi, um, and those guys. But I think yeah. he may push into that tier of of players this season. Like he's definitely, um, in my opinion, a first round pick, for sure. Like hands yeah, on. late first round. If you, if you if you if you get him in the second, bro, that's a steal. Like that's an yeah. absolute steal, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, my three is, and just to be clear, I don't know where I'd put Tatum. I don't, I didn't have him on this list for whatever. For I had him as power forward. Maybe that was stupid of me, but fair, fair. Um, yeah, no worries. But I have Kevin Durant as my number three. I know he tore his Achilles, but this is Kevin Durant. Yeah, I um, actually had. I'll let you talk, but I had him at three too. So yeah, this is Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna dominate. He's super efficient. If he's anything close to defensive stats, like he was with Golden State a couple of years ago, when he almost led the league in blocks, um, yeah. he's gonna be a, he's gonna be an absolute tank in fantasy. Um, and his game, like I know Torah Achilles, but his game wasn't predicated on. Uh, and based on athleticism anyway, he's a, uh, he's yeah. easy money sniper as a, uh, his yeah. Instagram. <laughs> so he, he's a yeah. shooter and he's still going to be a yeah. smooth and he's shooter. A, he's a freak. He's a freak too. Yeah. Like so, he's super Kevin long. Durant. Yeah. yeah. I agree. With everything you said, I agree. I think if you could like, if people are afraid about the injury, I would kind of capitalize on it. Um, he's had a whole yes. year yes. to recover from it. So um, let, let people be afraid. Um, you hear, you heard yeah. it from us. We're um we're, we're not pretty afraid. high on him. We're not afraid. Yeah, we're not afraid. Like and like like I said, like injuries happen to everyone. Like people who own Steph Curry, and you could attest to this. Um, last season got screwed over because you never like picture an injury like that to happen. Injuries yeah. always happen, so you can't really um be afraid of it. Um, I think he has a he had a full season to recover. I would not be um kind of hesitant. You could make an argument that yeah maybe um the Brooklyn situation depending on how him and Kyrie go like we'll see what happens but it shouldn't affect him like statistically and uh I think he's gonna be an absolute beast next year or this year. We're not afraid of Kevin Durant. Yeah, we're not. And also, kind of just to to my Tatum thing, he didn't average two steals. He averaged like one point five steals, but that's still really good. So yeah. I just wanted to oh, yeah. in case people were like fact checking me, but uh. Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, so we'll go on to four. I had, that's where I had Kawhi Leonard, so I'll, I'll speak, so I'll let you talk to who your four, your number four is, because we already talked about Kawhi. Okay, yeah, mine is actually Kawhi Leonard's teammate, uh, Paul George. Nice, okay, um, so I had him at five, so I won't say my fifth, but yeah, I will talk about Paul George. Yeah, no, I get, I just again, a guy I think who's, like, I'm, I'm, feel, I'm high on these two Clippers, because I feel like they've got something to prove. Um, and they're going to come out uh, gangbusters and, and they're going to prove people, especially Paul George just signed that. You signed the Supermax or whatever? Yeah, he signed the Supermax, yeah. Yeah. 26 so, million, five years, I think. Yeah. And I think he's got a good fantasy game, high steals, high threes, obviously high points, good rebounder. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, good, uh, good uh, fantasy uh, stats, honestly, good fantasy player. This, this is another one where I think we both agree people are going to be afraid to pick Paul George. And yeah, they, we're and not they, afraid gonna, of Kevin Durant or Paul George. <laughs> and they're gonna be they're gonna look 
that what like it happened in the bubble and last season because the Clippers thing is like the, the first thing you think about like disaster in the bubble you think of Clippers and Paul George. Yeah. Um. So I think a lot of people are gonna be taken back by that and they're gonna forget that one season like removed from like him going to Clippers he was a MVP candidate. Yeah. And he was absolutely popping off. So yeah. like. Not that much happened other than the fact that, yeah, maybe he blames Doc Rivers for how he played him and stuff like that. Like, whatever. Um, but I mean, man, he's, a, he's think, a coward in real life. That's yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he said that Doc Rivers' yeah, fault. I know. Um, but yeah, I know. again, this is fantasy, not real life. Yeah, so exactly. And I think Paul George in fantasy. I think with, with, with uh, Doc Rivers being gone, um, Ty Lue coming in, um, good, pe- good people, good player coach. Um, I think he's just going to, I think he's going to thrive. Um, I think they're going to have the chemistry issues. I think Montrezo was a big factor in it, so I don't think that's going to be as bad. They brought in Ibaka and some other players to kind of sturdy um, the chemistry. And I th- I personally think that he's going to have a really good season. Like I said, the the next, the three, the four players I have in front of him are like really good players and like just basketball players in general, one of the best in the league and really good fantasy players. So having him at five is no like indictment to how poor he is or we think he's low. Because all these players, I would say, are very close to being on the same tier. So yeah. I think Paul George is going to be really good. He's going to be low for sure. He's going to be, he's like a sleeper. And like, it's, it's tough to say Paul George is going to be a sleeper. But I think he's going to be a sleeper because everyone's going to be, well, sleeping on him. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that checks out. Yeah, <laughs> the match checks out. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think we're both really high on him and rightfully so. Um, Honestly, if people if he does really poorly this season and people come back saying, "Yo, Daniel, I told you so," uh, Paul George, you cannot trust him. I'll, honestly, I'll take it because I'm okay with this take that he's going to be a, a stud and that he's definitely going to fall this season. And um, yeah, no, I'll take I'll take any slander on Paul George, uh, fantasy wise. Next, yeah. if, if he ends up being poorly, I'll take it. So we've got um, my top four, your top five differences. Yeah. You have Tatum. I would have him in the in the top five, probably fifth, um, if he was yeah. there, but. Why don't, because I've talked, I've done a, the last couple, why don't you give me your next? Okay, so who would be forward. who'd be your fifth? Who do you have your fifth on your list? Just to kind of well, round off. On so. fifth on my list, actually, I have, uh, and this is in a different tier, but I have a little high, maybe, but uh, Gordon Hayward. Oh, okay, not bad. I have him at seven, so we're not yeah. too far off, because you would have, you'd have Tatum around the, uh, in the top five, too, so. Yeah, so I've got Gordon Hayward there. Uh, yeah. I think he's a fantasy stud in Utah when it was his own team. Yeah. Throw out everything that happened in Boston because he had two or three players ahead of him in usage the whole time. And obviously yeah. was injured a lot. Now he's going to be mm. number one usage again in, in Charlotte. I think he's going to take a huge step. I think so too. I totally agree with what uh, you're saying. Um, just think of it. This is a guy who actually put up decent numbers when he was on the floor in a very, very, very crowded um, starting five in, um, yeah. in Boston. And he was even coming off the bench sometimes, right? So I think he he easily easily has like the opportunity to be slept on again um because no not many people really think of gordon hayward as being very uh, a very good player anymore which is kind of like probably stupid because he's he's actually always been a good player he just hasn't had the opportunity and injuries obviously a big factor i think he's fine from injuries he's the chains are gone i think he's gonna be unleashed this season he averaged so just say little give a little context he averaged 17 points six rebounds and four assists that season did you know he did that because i don't think a lot of people remember like he did that and no, like, I didn't because, even know he did that. I wouldn't have guessed yeah. that. I would have guessed uh, so, probably something like 15, 5, and 2. Yeah, and that's because he didn't play a lot of games, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, when, when, when you were probably up against a fantasy manager who had Gordon Hayward, he was probably injured. So you didn't yeah. see like him putting up these type of numbers. 
But um, yeah, he gives you, he's a great facilitator, a great playmaker. He'll get you a good amount of assists with those young players there. He's going to have full control to do whatever he wants. They, gave, they send him a huge contract. There's no way they're not going to give him the opportunity. So yeah. um, he gets you good field goal, good free throw, good amount of threes. The only thing he's lacking is defensive stats, but you'll take it because he gives you like so much else. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had him at seven. Um, at my six, I actually had Brendan Ingram. So, okay. um, so I think Hayward's more the one you you sleep on. But I think everyone kind of I think is high on Ingram now. Um, I think they saw what he could do in, in New Orleans. If you're a fancy owner of him, you know he beasted for you last season. Um, I don't think he has any reason not to kind of produce something similar. Um, they didn't really add like if anything they lost Drew Holiday, but I think Zion will take a step, so that might eat into a little bit, but. I mean, I think it'll just even out. I don't think it's going to be like that much worse. He did really well last season. So to keep it short, I had Brendan Ingram at six. Yeah, I had Ingram at, at six as well. Um, yeah. I do think you got to be aware. Last season, he was obviously awesome. But most mm-hmm. of that was without Zion. When Zion did play, his stats were uh, like significantly worse than than without yeah. Zion. So but you also lose, you also lose Drew Holiday too, right? So like yeah. you kind of that usage kind of like balances out a little. If you, I mean, Joe Holiday is a facilitator that could help him get stats, but in terms of shots and stuff, I think that like balances out in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I had Ingram right after Hayward. There, want me to give my seven? Yeah, go for seven. My seven, big step up guy here, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Nice. Um, I like that. I I wasn't I wasn't uh I wasn't kind of ballsy enough. Uh, I didn't have the cojones to put him at uh, top ten, but <laughs> the cojones, <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, cojones, yes. But uh, I, I, I like that. I like that. I'm not gonna. Argue yeah, that. I don't know. I think he's gonna be a big step up. He's an awesome scorer. Um, mm-hmm. Not an awesome defender, but no. again, this is fantasy, not reality. Yeah. You don't need to be an awesome, yeah. but to life that, defender to, that, to be good in fantasy. Yeah, to that point, I think um, that may hurt him because he's such a poor defender. Um, they might. Time they might the not play him, play him as yeah exactly right yeah so they might not play him as much but I think his usage is gonna get a huge bump up but sorry continue especially regular season player he's gonna be yeah I think he's gonna play a lot um, mm-hmm. they seem like they're committed to him as at least in terms of playing big minutes in the regular season so yeah, yeah. big step up for Michael Porter I've got him up there at seven small forward yeah so that so that's a type of player that's like you're you're it's like you're hoping for the the like blossom and like this is a season Michael Porter is gonna like pop off like I, everyone expected him, him to when they got when they drafted him right so yes sir i agree i love that i love that upside um i wasn't uh kind of i wasn't that high in terms of i didn't want to put him in front of the players i already have here but i definitely think he's he could have the possibility because i think from like eight to like 11 eight to 12 now um they'll probably be there around the same tier i think the gordon hayward brandon ingram kind of ends there and then the rest are kind of going to be the rest we speak to yeah, in kind of same tier i'd agree so uh yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so my, on my eight, I have T.J. Warren. Um, T.J. Warren's kind of was kind of Me like too. a sneaky, sneaky good value for fantasy wise. Um, I don't even, like even though he did really well in the bubble, not many people know that he like even though like there's a lot of hype on him. I don't think a lot of people think saw what he actually did because it was the Pacers and it's T.J. Warren. He's on a household name, so I don't think the bubble buzz. Um, if you are an, like a, just a regular fan will be there for you unless you're like a very hardcore fantasy then you're like oh, tg warren tg warren tg warren but um i think he's just i think he's gonna be a good player player again i mean victor Oladipo coming back kind of hurts him um i think he'll, victor Oladipo's probably fully healthy now um but yeah no i think he'll still be a good player um he'll give you what he gives you rebounds points uh, efficiency 
Um, but yeah, no, I think he's there. There's um, this is like a lower tier. Um, I'm not expecting any of the, these players that we're gonna name off to be like game breakers for you. Um, so, but yeah, I, I like TJ Warren. Yeah, he was my eight as well for the reasons you mentioned. Yeah, so I'll just skip they're... on right ahead to number nine. And this is this is where I have have Jalen Brown. I had him as a small forward. So, okay, um, fair. yeah, I've got Jalen Brown here. Don't need to talk about him too much more because you covered everything basically that yeah. uh, why he's going to be good uptick in usage. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Jalen Brown, yes. number nine. <clears throat> nice, nice. Okay, and then so a number my number nine is Tobias Harris. Actually, um, mm-hmm. that's the one that probably is very like people are very low on because he was so good in the Clippers um, that like when he went to Philadelphia. He kind of went down a little bit. Um, I think with the new coaching system and stuff, I think he'll figure it out again. Um, he's back with Doc Rivers. And, um, yeah, no, I think he's going to give you what you expect. He'll give you, like, around close to, like, 17, 18 points, maybe closer to 20 if you could step it up per game. He'll get you good rebounds um, as a small forward, power forward. Um, he'll give you a lot of threes for sure and good efficiency. So, he won't get you much defensive stats, but I think it'll, it'll do the rest for you. If you could get him, I think people might be a little low on him. Uh, we'll check the ADP, but yeah. Yeah, man. So that's, uh, I've name. got him at 10, so there you go. Uh, there you go. My yeah. 10. Great minds think alike. All right, so and then my on my 10th, I have Kelly Oubre, actually. So I think... You would have been my 11, yeah. we had Like, a, like I said, the opportunity. Life. Yeah, the opportunity, um, the, uh, the usage that he's going to have being Golden State and in a great system. Playing alongside Steph Curry, I think he's going to be really good. Um, he was really good defensive player last year. Um, just like in basketball in general. Fantasy, he wasn't too bad. He got 1.3 steals. Um, he averaged close to 18 points. But like I said, this that was a completely different um, team. So it's kind of hard to see what to tell what he's actually going to put up in Golden State. But I think he'll be just as good, if not a little bit better, playing alongside Steph Curry. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm at 10. All right. Uh, All right, so I'm just kind of I'm gonna just list off my ten again quickly. Um, so I had LeBron James one, Tatum, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Brendan Ingram, Gordon Hayward, T.J. Warren, Tobias Harris, and Kelly Oubre. Those are my ten. And I've got Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Paul George, Gordon Hayward, Brandon Ingram, Michael Porter, T.J. Warren, Jalen Brown, Tobias Harris. Nice, nice. All right, now it's time to move on to the power forwards. So this one, I think this has become a little bit ambiguous in terms of positions because some can flip for- forward between small forward, power forward, and even some with center and power forward. So we'll try to do our best to kind of match it up. But um, yeah, Liam, I'll let you start off. Yeah, and it's obviously a clear number one at power forward in a tier of his own, AD, Anthony Davis. Um, okay. You say tier of his own, you say? Tier of his own, for sure, yeah. Okay. Anthony right. Davis is... Uh, okay. Him and Harden, two best players in fantasy. Okay, so this is where I kind of uh, go a little bit different from you because I don't know where you had Yanis, but I had him as power forward. Yeah, um, I, have him I, in, I have him as a tier below Anthony Davis. Oh, no. no, <laughs> no. Light tier, a small tier, but a tier nonetheless. God, okay, I mean, you kind of saved yourself there from um, a preposterous um, take, but... Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say tier of his own. I had Yanis at one, actually, but I think Yanis and Anthony Davis are interchangeable. I had him one, two. Um, I think they're both pretty much on the same tier. I wouldn't say one of them are in tier on their own. But, uh, yeah, I think they're both going to be really good fantasy. They're going to be top They're gonna be top five players, for sure, fantasy. So, I mean, whoever you can grab, I think at that point it's more you're just whatever player you like more. 
I, I feel like I don't think it would be any much difference. They're both they both give you their own stats respectively, but I think um, well, one of them sucks at shooting free one. throws. Yeah, but one gets you assist, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's all all depends what you um what you want to go for. In my my opinion, they have so I think they're both studs. I can't really say much more about it. Yeah, I've got Anthony Davis, then Giannis. You've got Giannis, then Davis. <laughs> Either way, yeah, you're right. They're, that's one, two, and uh, lock it yeah. in. Lock them in as yeah. top five players. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, okay, so who you have number three? I think we might have the same one here, probably. Well, this is where I have Tatum. Oh, fair, okay. okay. Um, so, so you already spoke right. about Tatum. No need to repeat, yeah. but yeah, Tatum's going to be a stud. He's my number three for power forward. Yeah, fair. Um, so I have Pasco Siakam at three. Um, so, yeah, I know, I'm a little I know. lower on Siakam. So, th- so this is where I guess our the Raptor fandom might come in. But I, I don't know. I'm, I would looked. I looked at the power forwards, and I kind of like. I don't know. I'm looking at my list, and I'm like, I, I don't feel bad at all for putting him a Siakam at three. I think people will have, like I said, the bubble goggles, and I think they're going to probably not rate him as much because he went from sexy to, like, not sexy very quickly. Um, I think he... I think he'll produce uh, good numbers in regular season. Like I said, this is not playoffs, so you're not, like, banking on any playoff production. Um, I think he'll still get you all the points he needs you to get. Um, Kyle Lowry a little bit, might take a little bit of a step back. Fred Humphrey might take a higher one. I think Pascal will be the same. Um, I'm, I like me some Pascal Siakam and, uh, I think he'll just, I think he'll improve his game a little bit, but I think he's just like a solid, a solid pick. He was, people were drafting him in like the second round last year. Um, so I mean, if you, if you could get him, like, this is where it takes a huge dip from one and two. Um, you're not going to get that, that kind of value in like the rest of the list, but, um, I think, uh, Pascal will be there. Um, and I think you could probably get him around like maybe round three or four. I don't think that's bad, but we'll see in the AD. We'll check the ADP and see how. People are drafting him. But yeah, that's my my third pick for power forward. You ready for my number four? Okay. Who Shock the world. Uh, Christian Wood. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so high on Christian Wood. He was putting oh up numbers in Detroit. He's the only big in Houston. I guess Cousins is there, but are you really relying on Cousins? I think Wood is going to pop off here. Um, and he's just going to oh, be an no. awesome, underrated fantasy player. He's my power forward four. Behind oh yeah, uh, Davis, Yanis, and Tatum. That's Who do you have take. over him? That, that that is a big take. I don't even. Uh, so I I have I had him on the tail end of my list. Um, so I had a few people actually over him. Um, I I'm not like, like okay, think about it this way. Wood wouldn't wouldn't have been in your top ten list at all last season, right? So like having him in top ten is no indictment to like that he's like poor poor or anything like that. He's still I think he's gonna be a good fantasy player, but I wouldn't have him at four. Um, for not being proven. And just going to a new team, he played like a good season for like two months, three months. Yeah, and now like, he's going to do and trust it me, for uh, and, five months. <laughs> and, and, and trust me, and trust me, I was like following Wood as closely as you were because I was, I was one day away from picking him up. Um, I think you had priority over me when you when you picked him up. So, oh no, no, you didn't have priority. You picked him up first. You were the woke first. But then I was, I saw like kind of stats. I was looking through fancy, and then I saw how good he was. And then I look the next day. And I'm like, oh shit, Liam picked him up. Like the worst person that could have possibly yeah. picked him up. And then you offered um, me a fourth round pick for him. That was nice of you. You, you were kind of debating <laughs> it though. Tell, tell me you weren't. I was never <laughs> debating. And when I say fourth round pick, in our league, we keep eight keepers. So that's a 12th round pick. And I, I, think I was, was never that, debating that. I don't think I don't think it was fourth. I think I, I gave you like a, uh, I offered like a third or second or something like that. 
but uh yeah no i definitely wasn't offering a lot because i was hoping like maybe you like didn't think this was gonna sustain um but yeah no he's a uh, i think he's gonna be really good kind of to what you're saying no one thought he was gonna do what he was gonna do uh but then again like i know i look at it and i know say james harden stays for the season just say hypothetical i don't think he will but let's just say he does is he gonna get you like what he was gonna get you in Detroit, where like they had no one? He's gonna Probably grab not. all the rebounds on the shots that Harden misses and put them back. Uh, <laughs> can shoot threes, good floor space. Can for but, like, but 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 that's what I'm saying. Like it's like, but like in Detroit they had like absolutely no one, like zero like zero assets. But Griffin was injured. Um, they traded Drummond. They had like no one. They literally had no one to do anything. So like that's that usage and opportunity was massive. And I think he'll still be really good because I think he'll be more consistent playing time and you're playing alongside good players. It'll, be, it'll help you. But, like, to get the same four, I, like, I don't really agree with it. Um, that's where me and you differ a lot. Um, I definitely think he has the potential to be really good. I don't think he'll be four. But, uh, yeah. I mean, he only showed it for two months. So, that's a small sample size and a different team. So, it's a lot of ifs for me to have him that high. There you go. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm big on Christian Wood. He's going to yeah, carry me to a fantasy championship this year. And it's funny you say that because I have, I have Zion at four. So you had you had him over Pascal and Zion? Yes. <laughs> yes, I absolutely do. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, God. Okay. Whatever. I mean, listeners, you could tell us what you think. Um, I mean, you could you could draft Wood at, as a top four power forward if you want. But um, I don't know. Like, I want to see his ADP, actually. So we'll, when we get to that, we could discuss it more. Because maybe, who knows, maybe you could still get good value for Wood. Maybe people are not rating him at, at, at that much at all. So that's what all it comes down to is ADP um, and when you could draft players. This list is a good reference for you guys. Um, you could have maybe write these down and kind of knock them out, cross them off while people are drafting them in, like, the first few rounds. But, um, yeah, it's all about ADP. So we'll see what value you can get for Wood. Um, so, yeah, at Zion, um, there's no uh, no minutes restrictions, they said to start the season for Zion. So I think he's going to be a stud. Interesting to see how they play in New Orleans, but I think he's still going to get high usage. Um, I think he's going to be really good. And I didn't rate him over Pascal because, yeah, we didn't see much of him last season, but there's a reason he was drafted first overall. So I think uh, Zion's there at my four for me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not actually, I think Zion is a little overhyped as a fantasy player. Um, okay. Just because his defensive stats last year were garbage, and he's a horrible free throw shooter, so he's going to help you in points and rebounds and field goal percentage. So I guess I he's got I, three. Yeah, I think that was part and parcel to like just him being confused on defense. Like I, I, he definitely has the athletic ability to be like a, a good defender. I just think he was like lost, but I think that could be corrected over like just coaching. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Okay, my number five is. The big man, Kristaps Porzingis. I know nice, he's hurt okay. at the start of the season. Yeah, um, that's why I had so You'll have to lower. wait it out a little bit, mm-hmm. but when he's on, he's an absolute fantasy yeah. stud. Um, he's like he's like three. He's, he's a unicorn, three, like easily. Like he's like three easily when he's healthy. Yeah, um, yeah, fantasy unicorn blocks, threes, rebounds, points. You name it, yeah. he'll get it for you. Good percentages, good shooter. So yeah, yeah. I'm high on Porzingis. Hopefully, he just comes back a little quicker than. Uh, then I think it was like, around like late January. Yeah, late yeah. January, beginning of February, maybe something like that. Um, could be quicker, but yeah, that that's kind of why I had him. I have him at seven, so I have him pretty low, but that's why. Like for me, availability is a big thing. 
um, when you're missing a lot of the season already to start. I mean, if you could get him really low, people really low him, do it. But, I mean, availability. Um, so it's kind of like what I always go by. The best ability is availability. You can write that down. Make it a quote. Um, but, go. yeah, no. I think uh, him being out for a while kind of put him lower. But, like I said, he's a, he's a fancy unicorn, does everything for you. But that's only when he's healthy. And right now he's not. So that's why I had him low. But I agree with you. All right. So uh, what do you got? Yeah, who do you have next? So on my five, I have John. I know we're just jumping around everywhere, but we're kind of near the end now. So five, I had John Collins. Um, yeah, he's I my think, six. Yeah. So I think he's going to be like, – he was really good. He didn't get you much defensive stats. Hopefully he upset a little bit this year, but he's just a, like, a freak athletically. Um, he'll get you the points, rebounds. Um, he'll get you good uh, field goal percentage, um, height. Like this year, his usage might not be as high. I'm interested to see how Atlanta uh, plays him. But I think he's a one of the corner, like young cornerstones to your team, along with Trey Young. So I don't see why they wouldn't have good usage on him. I think he could be one of the ones because he did so well last year. Could be a little bit overrated. Yeah, I so, think he is for sure. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump the gun on him. Um, I know we have him at five, but I mean the quality of power forwards with like KP injured is not the greatest. Um, and there's going to be a lot of other players, like a lot of small forwards that will be eligible for power forward. Like you said, Tatum, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, uh, Paul Kawhi. George, Brendan Ingram Kawhi. and stuff. So yeah. Kawhi. So, I mean, I think he's a little overrated. I wouldn't jump to him. Um, I think with the addition of Danilo Gallinari and Bogdan, <laughs> that's just even fewer fewer usage and, uh, and shots and stuff for him. So Trey Young won't take a dip because he's like, that's that's their guy. But John Collins could take a dip. And, um, yeah, I just, I agree. I think he's a little overrated, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll check the ADP again, see where he, he's at. But I like John Collins. Um, as much as we're slandering him, uh, he's yeah, a, no. be a fun player to watch. Like we can say we're down on a player, but it's still, like, that doesn't mean you're not drafting him under any circumstances, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, like you're yeah. still, he's still going to be a good fantasy player. Yeah. I had Collins yeah. as six, um, Siakam at seven. You've already touched on both those. So I'll just jump to my eight. And it's uh, Demontis Sabonis. Um, yeah, so I, I, I had him a, at uh, I had him at six. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's a perennially underrated player, um, mm-hmm. but he's proven to be the guy. Like he's he's better than um, Miles Turner. Than Miles Turner, right? He's proven to be yeah. the guy there. Um, even though it was kind of it felt felt like the odds were stacked against him in terms of like they were everyone was always like, oh yeah, you got to trade one of them, trade Sabonis. But now it's for sure Sabonis is their guy. Um. Yeah, gonna put up some solid stats. Good fantasy player. That's all we can really say. Good stats. Good fantasy. Yeah, yeah I, I really like him. He's one of the guys that not many people mention. Um, when you're talking about like good fantasy players, um, he gets you a little bit of everything. You shoot the three. I think he's better than Miles Turner. I think there was a reason Indiana wanted to include Miles Turner in the trade exception if they were gonna trade for Gordon Hayward, um, to Boston. So I just think. Sabonis is their guy. I'd probably even put him higher than John Collins now that I'm looking at it. Um, I really like I really like Sabonis. I think he's a low-key um, player. I think may not, pay, not many people will be high on him unless you just look at the maybe projected stats or something. But uh, yeah, I like Sabonis. And then I had so uh, seven, I had KP. And then uh, eight, I have LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. So that's another like kind of just old vet that will get you the points. He's actually surprisingly very, very good fantasy-wise. Um, let's see if I can pull up the stats. Um, but, yeah, like, he also, like he, he surprised me with how good he was. I remember talking to Cody 
um, in, our, in our keeper league. Because um, I think at this point I was kind of make, trying to make maybe a push for a title or something, um, like for playoffs. Doesn't sound like and, you. Oh, playoffs. That's more <laughs> like it. Yeah. Playoff, <laughs> yeah. There's well, there's no way. Like I had to like grind to get to like a, in the top eight, but uh, I pulled it off. But it was more for playoffs. Um, Lamarcus was um really good he gets you even defensive stats even though if, i don't know like, i know a lot of people maybe not like focus on the marcus aldridge but he got he got you 1.6 blocks which is really good um seven rebounds 19 points and even a little bit of assist he gets you 2.4 and he's very efficient he's good at free throw and he gets you close to 50 percent on the field goal so that's like really good stats um i see no reason why i should get lower maybe he's a little bit older but i mean it'll be like around there so i think that's good value if you can get him Oh yeah, he's gonna be solid. I'll I'll just say I I have him on my center list, um, so you won't see him okay, on my fair. power forward list. But if yeah. he was, yeah. if I was having him on power forward, he would be in this top ten for sure. Yeah. So so this is a little bit like kind of a the reason I have KP. So KP and Lamarcus, I kind of was tough for me to debate whether I want him center or power forward. But I kind of cheated in that there's a lot of good centers. So I'm like, well, I'm just gonna throw yeah. these guys in the power forward because I wanted to talk about them. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I like both of them. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess my eight, or am I, I'm at nine now, I believe. You're at nine. Yeah, yeah I'm at yeah, nine. nine. Um, I've got, and again, this is a bit of an injury risk, but I love this player, Jaron Jackson Jr. Triple J. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. and again, if you're, I feel like if you're drafting him, he's going to slip because he's injured to start the season, but he could yeah. be a big time help when it comes to playoffs and late in the season. Um, so yeah. if you can survive the first little bit without him, then I think he's going to help you a lot. He's got range threes. Um, yeah. he's a horrible rebounder. It must be noted. He averages like four rebounds a game and he's seven feet tall. <laughs> kind of hilarious. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, fun player to own threes blocks, uh, two categories that are kind of hard to find together. Yeah. Um, so he's one of those Porzingis like unicorns in that sense. Um, and yeah, high nice, points. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I actually percentage. saw, I saw like an update. I don't know if this is real or not, but apparently teammate Dylan Brooks claims that um, Jaron Jackson Jr. grew two to three inches. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if that'll oh, matter yeah. at all, but, nice. but uh, I don't know if that'll go in towards... Um, Maybe, um, now he'll be even taller and it'll be even more embarrassing when he can't grab five rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, like I agree with you. I didn't have him on my list, but like near the end of these lists, everything's interchangeable. So um, I definitely... He was like around like 11 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like him. He's a great young piece. Exciting to watch uh, alongside John Morant. But um, yeah, I don't know. I like I like Jaren Jackson Jr. Like he's for all the reasons you said. Um, he gives you a little bit of everything. Uh, you wish the, the rebounds is higher, but when a big man could do what he does, um, and especially defensive stats, super long, gets you those blocks. So yeah, I like him. Uh, so my nine, I actually had um, Montrezl, my boy. <laughs> I know, I know. This might be a little bit of a reach, but I just think with AD or a and lot LeBron, of a reach. yeah, I think with AD and LeBron kind of maybe sitting out, resting some games, um, I think Montreal just have a huge, even bigger role. They just, like you said, it's not about how good the player is. I know he won six man of the year, but he's like not good defensively. Um, but they're still like you saw in the Clippers, they still put him on the floor for like thirty minutes a game. So like, I think the, the Lakers will do the same thing when one of them are resting, with LeBron or or um, AD are resting. They'll rely on him heavily offensively. Um, and I think he can just deliver the points for you and rebounds and efficiency and stuff like that. So, yeah, I like him at nine. Like I said, it could be interchangeable. You could have Jaron Jackson Jr. in here too. Um, or or my number 10 pick, which we talked about with Christian Wood. Um, so like, yeah, Hey, you did have him in there. Let a boy. Yeah, I had him at 10. I had him at 10, yeah. Um, so that, that was another one that was debating between center and power forward, but I threw him in the power forward list. 
Um, but yeah, it could be interchangeable around like eight to like 11, 12. Um, but yeah, I like Montrezo. I might be a little high on him. Um, I don't crucify me for that one, but um, I had him at nine and then Wood at 10. Yeah, I'm going to crucify you for that one. Don't like Montrezo. <laughs> um, that's fair. No, that's fair. I totally get it. I, I just, that's just, that's just me, but I totally understand why you would. I'm not like, I'm not, uh, I'm not all in on, on Harrell, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, my 10 is Dream on Green. Um, oh, nice. I think I he's, well. I I think he's well. comeback player um, yeah. in terms of maybe comeback fantasy player of the year. Uh, yeah. Like before he was kind of, I don't know, last year's right off last year. Last year was whatever yeah, for him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you can't, um, you can't. And before that, his fantasy or his game is really suited to fantasy, uh, multi-category mm-hmm. stud. So, um, yeah. yeah, I like him, even though he belongs to your brother in the fantasy league. <laughs> Um, pains yeah. me to say that he's got a good player there, but I, I like Draymond. Yeah, and and, and with and with Steph Curry uh, there, that that's essentially why his fantasy value is going to be where where it is uh, because Steph Curry's back, right? Like yeah. if if like that's a reason why he was so poor last year. Um, he just he's not a person that's going to run your offense. Um, he's not a great shooter, so he's not going to get you the points. But when he can no. play off someone as great as Steph Curry, you're going to get those the stats that he does. Um, so and he can get you a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, he's not like his stats are not eye popping. Um, he won't average over like ten points a game. But no, his points are you're, you not like, be, you're not drafting him for points. Yeah, he'll get he'll get you like a, a nine nine ten eleven stat sheet or something like that. Yeah, and then you'll be really happy. But with like a, maybe a, a steal or two, and yeah. so like you're you're not gonna hate that, right? Especially at, like the tenth best power forward we have on our list yeah. around there. So yeah. So uh, to to cap off, I have so I have Yanis. Anthony Davis, Pascal, Zion, John Collins, uh, Sabonis, Kristaps, Lamarcus, Montrezl, and then Christian Wood. So those are my and I've got guys. Davis, Yanis, Tatum, Porz- uh, Wood, Porzingis, um, Collins, Sabonis, Siakam, Jaron Jackson, and Draymond Green. Draymond, yeah. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, fair, fair. I was talking. Okay, not bad, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're still because you probably saw that wood was four. You're like, shit, should I really have done that? Mm. Now, now I'm I'm caught on live. Uh, not live, but I'm caught in podcast. Oh. I'm gonna be love Chris <laughs> Wood, guys. All four. <laughs> Send me the slander. Right. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna do set. Uh, we're gonna be done the centers now. Um, I'll just say my first one. Uh, no brainer. Tier of his own. <laughs> I agree. Those. I know you're gonna say, and I agree. Uh, Car Anthony Towns, yeah, man, number one. Agreed. Uh, nothing more to be said. He was injured last season, but when he was on the court, absolute fucking stud, like an absolute beast. He um gets you absolutely everything. Like maybe a little, you could wish for a little bit more defensive stats, um, but he still got you over a block a game. Um, he gets you a lot of points. He started. He started shooting more, taking more shots now. So he's. I think his points are going to go even higher. Man, range threes also. <laughs> and bro, the guy, I don't even. I don't. I don't know the advanced statistics, but like, off off the three point shot, um, he. I'm pretty sure. He, I don't even know how many threes he took a game. Let me look this up. But um, yeah, like he was an absolute beast. Like he was, literally shooting threes like a like a, a guard. Um, he was yeah. one of the most efficient three point shooters in the league. Um, and he was a, a center. Um, he gets you double-digit rebounds. He'll get you over 20 points for sure, probably even higher now. I think he'll go to 25 this season. 
Um, gets you a little bit of defensive stats. Even gets you a few assists. Um, and, like, man, like, he's just super efficient from the line and field goal. Like, you can't ask for anything more from Carl Anthony Towns. He's easily the best center. And, um, obviously, I'm, like, maybe a little high because I don't know my team. But, uh, yeah, he was an absolute beast. He averaged 1.2 blocks, and he averaged yeah, 26.5 points that season. So, I think that could even go higher. Um, I expected to, and average 4.4 assists, which is really good. So, man, I can't even say any more, anything more about him. He's, like, so good. He shot. He made three point three threes per game. Three point three. Yeah, cat's great. Like, how fucked is that? How fucked is that? That's like Steph, almost Steph Curry numbers in terms of like the amount of threes per game. Like what is? Well, no, what am I? Sorry, that might not even be accurate. What was Steph at? Like four. Well, Steph didn't play any games last season. No, so but when, when he played like in his prime, like when he played in his prime. Uh, I think I think he was pushing five. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Then that's cap. Then yeah, don't okay. But like three point three is really good for a center. Like no other. No oh, other center. It's fantastic. Even, like, reset. Yeah. yeah. It's so fantastic. like he gets he gets you so many good numbers. Just hope he's at he's healthy, which um started seeing start of the season, I think he is. So yeah. Tier of his own for sure. Yeah. Um number two, I've got Towns one. Number two, I've got Jokic. Uh the big man, obviously. Yeah. And you, you talked too, about though. talked about Towns providing an abnormal large amount of uh of threes for a center. Um mm-hmm. Jokic is great because he provides an abnormally large amount of assists for a center. So he's getting yeah, you the the rebounds, the not as good defensive stats as most centers, but the assists, which is a really it's, tough it's, category it's to find. It's funny because um, he actually kind of like Jokic for like a, a center. He kind of swaps the 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 steals and blocks category. So like a center wouldn't get that many steals and get a lot of blocks. He gets a one point two steals. He got one point two steals and zero point six blocks. So he kind of switches like those cats. So he's kind of garbage for blocks, but um, yeah, he is. I don't he know. Is. But he'll get you someone that else, like a block yeah. specialist. Like I don't know. He'll get, he'll, yeah, he'll get he'll get you like good good like guard numbers, um, mm-hmm. but like a lot of rebounds, right? So yeah, and good and and really good field goal. So, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go three, or you th- do you have Jokic two? I'm assuming as well. Yeah, I had Jokic two. Yeah, and I think uh, we probably have three the same as well. Yeah, Joel Embiid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I traded him away to your brother. Got Steph Curry back. <laughs> Jokes on you, Dre. Curry's better than Embiid. Um, <laughs> I think uh, for fantasy, I think, but yeah, Embiid's a stud, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And he might even take a step up if he's finally in shape and gets a coach that, oh my god, yeah, kicks him in the butt a little bit and makes him really work harder. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the it's always the injuries and like the. Like the fitness concerns are are really real for Joel Embiid, um, but he's healthy now, so you take it for that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put him better than Jokic, just for the reasons. Um, for that, like he'll get. He's like a in terms of stats wise, he's a like kind of like a poor man's Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Um, yeah. he'll get you similar stats. Um, defensively, their stats were the same last season. Um. Won't get you as many assists. Uh, that's a little bit lower by like one or two. Uh, rebounds, he's a bit higher by one, um, which doesn't really matter. Once you hit like the 10, 11 range, who cares if you're like one or two different. Um, points, not as much. Uh, three-pointers, definitely not as much. He's Joel Embiid's terrible three-point-wise. Three point he's like, I don't even know what's fishing, like upper 20%. Oh, yeah, no. Three. He chucks. So, he should not be taking threes, Joel. And, and, like you're so good exactly. at other stuff, do not take threes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that's part and parcel to like having Ben Simmons on your team. But like, I don't know. It just like he sometimes he took the stupidest threes. It wasn't even because yes. Ben Simmons on the floor. He just took the stupidest threes. Yeah, I know. Um, he should not that, be blaming that, anyone else but himself for the amount yeah, of threes yeah, he yeah. bricks. Exactly. Yeah, and um, and that uh, that affected his field goal percentage because it's only at forty seven percent for like a yeah. for for a center. That's not really good. That's so, garbage for a center. And don't sugarcoat yeah. it. That is that is <laughs> that is poo poo. So, yeah. So I mean. Yeah, he's like a poor man's kind of thing, talent fantasy wise. Um, he's still like, I mean, we're shitting on him, but like, he's still really good. Um, he's like a third, third best center. Um, yeah. I wouldn't. We'll check the ADP, but I think he probably is going right where he should be, if not a little higher. But we'll see. I don't think he's like. Do you agree with me that I don't think he'll get that much better, um, fantasy wise? Like, you probably expect the same unless I would expect. Really big yep. happens. I agree. Yeah. Expect similar. So, so yeah. So yeah. Joel Embiid at three. Um, and then I have four. I have your boy. I think you probably have him there too. Uh, I actually don't. I actually don't. Oh, okay. I've, uh, okay, I've wait. actually got two guys ahead of him. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I have, uh, well, if you guys obviously know that Liam's a Kentucky fan, so, uh, obviously probably not that much a Kentucky fan because he didn't have him at four, but I have, uh, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. At Bam's F4. awesome. He is absolutely awesome. I like, I, I love him. Um, he gets you everything. Um, nothing much. He, he, and I think he's just going to get better. Like, I don't think he's going to take a step back. They just signed him to a, a long extension. Um, there's no, like, that's like full faith. That, like that's our guy. Um, yeah, I think, uh, his points are not as high as you want him to be, but I mean, they can still, I think they can still get a little better. Um, his free throw percentage is not the greatest, um, but it doesn't really hurt you that much. It's close to like 70%, uh, mm-hmm. last season. Um, he gets you a good amount of assists for a center. Um, get around five gets you obviously the double digit rebounds which is what you love uh and then defensively he gets you everything you need right like he's not amazing at one category but he averaged just over one steal and one and one block a game which is really good um gives you a bit of everything and turnovers he's not bad um only a three and yeah but i mean i think he's i think it's more i have him at four because i i think he's gonna get a little better stats wise uh, especially in the points department um so i think uh he'll provide a great value for you if you if you get him yeah, I know I love him. I've got him at six, but I, I'd like to see him cut down his turnovers and maybe start. I think he's got yeah. it in him to shoot a little bit more threes, maybe. That yeah. would. But, yeah, but to be up. fair, like, I know I don't know why I'm defending you, a Kentucky player, while you're slandering him. <laughs> but, and my fantasy but, uh, player, too. Yeah, is, is, yeah, is like this, this, this like a this reverse is nice. universe? <laughs> is this <laughs> a reverse universe? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so um, to his um, credit, for someone who's averaging five assists a game, I think 2.8 turnovers is not bad at all. Um, yeah. If you look at Jokic, he's averaging just a little bit over, but like two more assists. So it's not terrible. Um, I don't think it's like a, that bad of a number, especially because, you know, he's a facilitator as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but that's like, that's me defending. Uh, I, I got to like, I got to take a shower after this because I can't believe <laughs> I'm just doing this. But <laughs> to you, I'm defending Adebayo. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a little bit to his credit. All right, my number four player, you might be a little bit surprised by this, Dan, but I think, you know, you might call bubble goggles on this, but I think this guy is for sure legit, and it's Yusuf Nurkic. Always loved him as a fantasy Ooh, player. Oh, shoot, okay. I have yeah. him, like, low. I've got Nurkic's four, yeah. Um, Damn, always loved this okay. guy as a fantasy player, super yeah. high on him. Um, yeah. He's just, he's, the second best player on Portland is not CJ McCollum, it's Yusuf Nurkic. Um, Dane I mean, Lillard. CJ- CJ might have a. You might be on CJ's podcast after after this. After he bring me this. on, CJ. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell it to your face. Nurkic is the, is the more important player on that team. 
than you. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, no, Nurkic is blocks, steals, rebounds, gets some assists, high usage player. He's like Lillard's go-to partner in crime when it comes to like big man, little man. Um, yeah. yeah, love Nurkic. Got him high at number four. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, so I had Nurkic, I have him at the end of my list. Um, I had him at nine, but uh, I do I do love him. He's really good. Um, it could be bubble goggles on your part. Uh, that's I kind of try to avoid that. Yeah. Um, but uh, for certain players, so I definitely think there's good upside. I don't even know where I'm gonna check his ADP, but I don't even know where he'd rank because he just came, came off like a long uh stint, um, not playing because of his injury, but then he played really well in the bubble. So I don't know like what's in people's memory, um, whether it's the injury or if like the bubble, but um, yeah, we'll see it to check the ADP, but I think he's a really good player. I wouldn't have him at four or four, but yeah, I had him in my top 10 for sure. Um, do you have a four or no, you gave your four. So I, I gave you, the band, you, yeah. give, you give your five. Maybe it's the same guy. Uh, I have Andre Drummond at five. It is. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I he's too. just like, he's just a beast. Like the high, the usage is going to be there. Um, he, he's going to give you what you expect. Um, absolute monster stats and rebounding points, field goal efficiency, um, terribly free throw, but you you always trade that away with someone like Drummond. Yeah. Um, and um, but great, like amazing, amazing defensive stats, like amazing defensive stats. Yes, really so, amazing. Um, the reason he's low is because of his like turnover and free throw percentage, and he gets you no threes. So you're basically sacrificing like well, turnovers not so much, but you're basically sacrificing two categories by like getting not nothing from those categories and like a minus in free throw. Oh, well, um, you're never, well, I would, shouldn't say never, but you're not going to win many weeks in free throw percentage if Drummond's on your team. But yeah, that's exactly, okay, because yeah. he's going to win you a lot of weeks in, in the other yeah. categories that he absolutely beasts in, so. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Just I know mean, like, how you're building your team if you draft them. You're not going to, like, you're going to lose That's another throws, fair point. So. That's another go. fair point. Yeah, so that's a good point to what Liam's saying. Like, um, when you draft these players that are kind of hurt you in one in one category, you kind of have to, like, adjust your drafting towards it. Um, you got to understand that you're probably not winning free throw percentage when he's taking five threes a game and shooting fifty like fifty seven percent, right? So, so I you mean, don't want to have uh, I don't know, say Andre Drummond and James Harden on the same team in fantasy Dallas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like to his credit, Dallas tried to make it work, but he's it's number one, right? So yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> jeez, I didn't think we'd be coming on here and hurting Dallas's feelings so I know, much. Honestly, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but like i mean like think about it when you have a stud like james harden like you kind of want to build your team around that right yeah. you could say it it offsets it with everything with the free throw and like how many free throws james james harden shoots and how good he is with it but i don't know it's just like you kind of you're not going to get the opportunity i don't think you're gonna have the opportunity to really have drummond and harden on your team because i think where you're going to draft drummond in the second round probably is probably or even third maybe on your draft is probably going to be um, a player that you could get better value to pair with Harden, um, right? So um, I think, uh, yeah, like if you pump free throw, like this guy gets you, he got you 1.9 steals and 1.6 blocks um, last season. That's amazing from one person. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, so, yeah, I know. Uh, so I love me some Drummond, um, but yeah, you just got to know what you get with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's when you, you, you know what you get with him, and that's why. Um, we have my five because you, you, you do sacrifice like two categories essentially. Yep. Mind if I give you a number? So I have drum and five, bam, six. Mind if I give you seven? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I'm thinking he might be your six actually. Um, 
and it's uh, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, yeah, he's my six. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Ayton, like, you know what you're getting. He's an offensive stud. Going to put up the double-double, 20 and 10. Um, I'd like to see him take a bit of a step in uh, in defensive stats. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's good, man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he's gonna like. I think it's only gonna benefit him that Chris Paul's there. Um, I think he's uh, a great player. I think he's gonna come into his own even more than he did last year. Um, I think that um, he's gonna be have a good amount of blocks. He's at one point five. Could go a little bit higher. Uh, assists. I don't think they're gonna be they go up any uh, go up much. But I think points could definitely go up. His rebounds probably stay the same. Um, I, I really like him for probably where you could get him. Um, and so I think he's, he's, that's why the reason he's not number six and you're number seven. I really yeah. like that. Um, um okay. Yeah. So yeah. And then, so seven. my, se- yeah, I'll give you your seven. My seventh, my seventh was a uh, root daddy. Nikola yeah. Vucevic. Yeah. Um, he's another solid, like, solid, solid, solid. He's always, he's going to be o- underrated every season, um, because he plays in Orlando and he's not like a, like a, a sexy player by any means. Um, so he's going to be underrated every season. Every time you pick him up, you're gonna get great value from him. Um, he's a man in uh, Orlando. They paid him. Um, he gets great stats all around. Um, so I mean, I don't know why not. Like, like in terms of the defense, you could hope he picks it up if there's one indictment to his game. But I mean, field goal percentage is not the greatest, but he gets you threes too. So I don't know. Like he's that's why he's on our like around seven eight range for us. So yeah, um, I'll give my. He was my. He was my nine, actually. So I've got eight, nine, ten to give, and he was my nine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sounds good. Um, I'll give my eight, though, and it's uh, it's my boy, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, um, I actually had him at eight as well. Yeah, you know I'm high on him. Um, yeah. I guess we're equally high. Uh, like, I know you'll say, like, we've actually talked about trades around him. Um, yeah. I mean, you I know, talked about it. I, yeah, I, yeah I actually, yeah, I was doing most of the talking, <laughs> to be fair. Um, but dude, Gobert, he shoots like, he shoots almost 70% from the field. He gets two blocks. He gets like 15 rebounds per game. Um, so he's given you a really, really good chance to win all three of those categories just by having one guy on your team. Um, obviously free throws are, uh, are a concern with Gobert, but again, lots of these big guys that are offering you huge field goal percentage, huge rebounds and big blocks. Like, you know, okay, free throws aren't going to be the greatest because just such a player doesn't exist, right? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, um, big on Gobert. Thinks, he, thinks yeah. he, in the right situation, he helps out majorly in some categories. For sure, yeah. And he, like 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 you said, like field goal, he's amazing. Um, free throw, I mean, it's not the worst. 63% he did last season. So, I mean, you're not getting, I mean, it's still pretty bad, but you're not getting, like, drumming numbers. Um uh, in terms of threes, he gets you none, um, so yep. that kind of hurts, and that that's why he's like around eight for us. And then he gives, but he wins, like he helps you a lot in blocks. He basically wins you if you compare him with a decent, another decent player. Um, so I think he, you're not gonna, I don't think you're, he's not a first rounder by any means. Um, yeah. you could maybe get yeah, him late second, early third, depending on yeah. how how high you are on him. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll check the ADP again and see how people are drafting him. Um, he's just like another player who's just solid. Um. Like from what for you what you know you you can get from him he's a like a low like a high floor like low ceiling type player because you already know what you're gonna get um he's not gonna impress you by any means um but um yeah I like I like Gobert at eight for us uh, and then my nine is Nurkic um I'm I'm not as high as you are 
Um, but I definitely think he's like, going to be a very useful. Um, I'm interested to see this one is like this. This player is a big like, ADP player for me. Um, I want to see where he goes and then I'll judge it off that. Um, I kind of don't know. Like it's all value because I think he's really good value. But if people are drafting him in like the, the second round or something, or in the first, like late first, and that, that's a big no-no. Not, but, no, yeah, these guys should yeah, not be in the yeah, first. The yeah, guys are talking yeah. about now. Yeah, so like, I, well, we'll <laughs> see. Um, if you could get him, like maybe f- like off the top, maybe fourth round, that'd be amazing. But oh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Sure. Yeah, we'll see what he, what his ADP is at. But that's a, that's why I have him like low because he's kind of like a question mark for me. Um, but I really like him. I think he can pro- provide some solid stats. That's why I have him in my top ten. Um, yeah. So do you have near nine or? Yeah, I had a. Uh, yeah, I had Nurkic at, at four. Oh. Um, my oh, nine no, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, my nine was Vucevic. My 10 is LaMarcus okay. Aldridge. Um, you already spoke about him, nice. so I won't take up yeah. too much more time. Okay. But yeah, uh, solid. Uh, you know what he's, you know what he's given you. Always been a yeah, solid fantasy player. Exactly, exactly. And my, and my 10, um, it's probably, or not probably, it is uh, Mitchell Robinson. So um, I'm a little, high, I think I might be a little high on him, but uh, he wasn't, um, he gets you those two blocks, which is amazing uh, defensively. He's not the sexiest player. <laughs> I think he can improve. He got you great field goal percentage. Um, like we got go him in our last year. He's like a go yeah, bear light. Like, yeah, go bear light. And I think he, I think he's gonna get better. Um, he's my eleven, by the way. So I'm I'm high yeah, on him okay. as well. Always okay, love okay, him. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't. I think. I don't think you're gonna get him. Like no one's gonna be out for Mitchell Robinson. Um. I think there'll be good value. Um, yeah. I, I again, check the ADP. But I think it'll be good value. Um. Yeah. I'm interested to see. Like, we'll we'll kind of split this pod up into two. Um. So it's going to be a very long one, but we'll split it up into two. Um, so for this first part, kind of to cap it off, um, we'll kind of list our 10 players again for centers, and then we'll just do a little bit of a, a little bit of like kind of like a, a break, and then we'll get back to it, um, and we'll get back into ADP because I, I, that's one I want to dive into to see. I think will be more helpful for you guys, the listeners. I know it's a long pod, but I'll, I'll put the times in. You guys can skip through, um, see what, what parts excite you. But um, yeah, I think... Those will be very good for you guys because um, we'll be able to uh, kind of see where value is good where. And I know because a lot of these players, uh, Liam, realistically, this is like four, like first four rounds, three rounds, right? So yes. like we're not really providing any value or to you guys after that because these are all like the best players in the NBA. So we will probably, when, with the ADP, we'll tell you what's kind of good out there and uh, what to look out for. So we'll take a small, uh, we'll list the t- top 10 and we'll take a small break. So, uh, my one is Carl Anthony Towns, Jokic, Joel Embiid, Bam. Uh, five is Drummond, six is DeAndre Eaton, seven Nikola Vucevic, uh, eight Rudy Gobert, nine Yusuf Nurkic, and then ten Mitchell Robinson. Um, yeah, I've got Towns, Jokic, Embiid, Nurkic, Drummond, Bam, Eaton, um, Gobert, Vucevic, Aldridge. And by the way, Dan, Mitchell Robinson is uh, just a side story on him. He's the one that got away from me. I had him on my team oh, yeah. <laughs> for a little bit and dropped him to free agency. I don't know. must have been maybe at the start of last season, I think it might have been. Tough, tough. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's my Shea Gilgis-Alexander one that got away. Um, honestly, honestly, Liam, <laughs> th- there's there's no Shea Gilgis-Alexander got away story. Yeah. Other no, he's, he's my, my mini. He's my, he's my he's got away mini, story. Yeah, yeah. doesn't compare yeah, to yours. But. Yeah, that's like my, that's like my, my uh, white buffalo. The, yeah. Like as he, he was right there, I had him, and then I just let, let it go. But uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know why we're talking about it. I don't want to talk about it. But uh, so <laughs> we'll take a short break, and then we'll continue with the ADP. So catch you guys soon. Yep. 
All right, we're back. So took a little short break, but we're back with another hot. I don't even know how long. Maybe forty-five minutes, thirty minutes. We'll see how long it goes. But we're going into a deep dive now into kind of what the average ADP is, average draft position of each player is going to be, and how we uh, how the outlook is for us, and like whether we would take um too high, too low, things like that. Ah, uh, yeah. Hope, uh, ho- we had a good session that- this morning. Let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that hopefully that break uh, kind of freshened our minds. But I don't know. This is going to be the fantasy uh, basketball marathon here. So we're just, we're running on. Uh, see if we go three hours straight. Who knows? We'll see what happens. It's draft week. You got to yeah. do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're doing it for the people, by the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's just get it started. Um, so. Uh, we have these, so everything that we're kind of looking at um, in terms of ADP, we're getting from uh, Yahoo Fantasy Basketball. Um, they have a list of uh, the, the ADP, so what the draft positions of all these players are according to what who drafted in Yahoo. And we're also looking up stats in, like from like 2020 season or projected from Yahoo or ESPN, whichever one we're looking at at the moment. So everything, if you want to like fact check us, you could look there. For the most part, very accurate. We're not We're not just making these stats up. But uh, yeah, let's just dive in. So um, for the first 12 spots, so we'll do 13 rounds as if we're actually going to be drafting a team. Um, so we're going to do 1 to 12 right now. So uh, Yahoo has James Harden at 1, Luka Doncic, Anthony Davis, Yanis, Anthony Towns, Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Trey Young, LeBron James, and Jason Tatum. That's 12, right? I think Devin Booker's the twelfth. I think, uh, right? One, two. Oh yeah. Three. So sorry. After Jason Tatum, it'll be Devin Booker. So those are the twelve. Yeah. That they have. So yeah. So what do you think about that? What's your outlook on that first twelve? Um, the guy I want that I think is a good would be a good first round. I mean, obviously the first round you can't really go wrong. You just named twelve absolute mm-hmm. fantasy studs there. Um, yeah, exactly. Kind of an an early guy that I want there. Um, would would be Anthony Davis. Um, I think some people, okay. I know maybe that, you know, I have them, so it might be a bit biased, but I honestly think some people yeah. are going to be like, oh, well, the Lakers are going to rest, um, this and that. Yeah. People are going to be super high on Doncic, might take Doncic over him, Yanis, yeah. guys like that. And I really think Anthony Davis is one or two this season in fantasy basketball. Yeah. Like he's proven so I, I kinda wa- for five, yeah. six years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of so I kind of want to ask you, someone who's not really afraid of that like rest. Uh, I was actually just coming down from a conversation with my brother, and uh, we had a little bit of debate. Uh, it's not about Anthony Davis, but we had about like LeBron James, um, and like wh- where kind of he's gonna go. Um, he was very skeptical on LeBron James because, like you said, in a similar situation, Anthony Davis obviously LeBron's like a lot older, but it's just a whole resting thing, right? So I'll pose this question quickly for you, someone who's not afraid of the, like resting, like. Make a case for the people who are afraid, like why they shouldn't be for like LeBron, like for Anthony Davis and a little bit about LeBron James. Well, LeBron James has been saying he's going to rest for regular seasons forever now. And he still puts up incredible stats. Like LeBron's yeah, too competitive exactly. to be resting, man. He's, he wants yeah. to be out there. I, I don't care how old he is. He wants to be out there making a difference for his team every night. And when he plays, he mm-hmm. has the ball in his hands and he's putting up fantastic numbers. So I yeah, would say I out of, and this is like, that's a 12 awesome players. I would be lower on LeBron. Like he, I think he's one of the first round projected players that might perform a little, a little less than, than that. Yeah. 
Um, but you're really right here. The, sorry to interrupt you a little bit. The, uh, to ADP has him around 10. So like, is, do you yeah. think that's good value for LeBron at like 10? Or do you think, um, would you like wait a little bit until like the beginning of the second? If, and by the way, this is for like a 12 team league. So, I would probably uh, go would beginning you... of the second round for LeBron. I don't think I'd be taking yeah? him okay. in the first round. Okay. Fair, fair. So but if be... you were to make a case, would you, would you be afraid of taking him at 10? Or were you like, it's a hard no. It's never going to be a hard no with any one of these guys, okay, right? Because okay. okay, fair, yeah. Like they could literally like, what do we? What you can't predict the future. Um, I would be more yeah. scared of him just because. I don't know. I don't think he like he still could take some games on, not as much as people mm-hmm. off, and not as much as people seem to be making out. Um, okay, but yeah, no, I would. I wouldn't be absolute. Like I'm not gonna. Uh, crucify you if you take LeBron in the first round. It's LeBron James, yeah. one of the best players ever, and he's going to put up fantasy numbers. I would just yeah. be slightly lower on him than some of the other players. Yeah, that's fair. Because he's like realistically, he's a walking like twenty-five points, yeah. ten assists, or nine assists, and like eight rebounds, right? Put on I'm, top I'm, of like a, a good a steal. And I'm slightly lower on him. The only reason, because I got to pick one in the first round, I'm slightly ro- lower on. I'm picking him as slightly lower. AD is slightly higher because I honestly think. LeBron's going to be like, okay, I'm getting AD the MVP this season. Because <laughs> um, he's, he's yeah, said no. that. He's literally said that those yeah. words. So I feel like Davis could uh, could be really valuable. Yeah. Maybe LeBron takes a slight backseat just in the regular season. LeBron's still the guy in the yeah. playoffs that's going to be taking big yeah, shots. Yeah, for sure, but, for sure, for sure. Um, that would be the only tiny little microscopic reason why I would be slightly lower on Fair. LeBron. And yeah, higher that's a good Davis. point. That's a good point. Yeah, because he was kind of saying, I was saying, like, LeBron's probably still going to be picked in the top 10. Um, in that discussion, it was more it was more like what I think people will do rather than what I think they actually should do. Like I said, it's not a huge difference. Um, I probably would maybe do LeBron around 10 or 11, although my boys, and this is pure bias, Jason Tatum and Devin Booker are like 11, 12. So, you know, I love me some Devin Booker and Jason Tatum. So I can't see myself picking LeBron over them if I had the chance um but it like i said it isn't a keeper league it's a one like a redraft um i think the resting is a little bit of concern but like i said he's a walking like 25 points nine assists eight rebounds especially on the lakers um gets you good field goal good steal steals numbers so and not bad in free throw so i think he gives you everything and he's definitely good value and if you like lebron uh take him i just would i would definitely not reach for him though um he is still lebron james so people might think he's like a top seven top six fantasy asset but which he isn't um, so yeah, uh, in terms of my reach, um, that I would maybe go for, and we talked about this in our, in our rankings is Jason Tatum. I'm like super high on him. Um, I love me some Jason Tatum. I think his opportunity and usage is going to be out the window. Um, and there's going to be, is that the right, out the window? I don't know. even know. Just like through the roof is what I'm going to say <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it came so, back in uh, through the window and went through the roof yeah, again. And then we're back, so that's how through the roof was. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you save me uh so i think i'm more high on him than i am trey young to a degree i, I know that's might be criminal to say um so trey young that, is, that's is, just my opinion trey young is my late first round because i kind of divided the first round into early and late he's my late yeah. first round guy that i'm really high on and think he could make a leap into the top six this year yeah, well, in in the ADP they have them at uh where nine here, so they have them two spots over Jason Tatum. Um, I'd pick Jason Tatum over Trey Young. That's just me, but um, it depends where you're drafting too, right? Um, if you can get like a wing 
maybe like in the second round that you really you really like yeah then maybe like forego jason tatum and go trey young but it all depends what you prefer right so um but yeah so i guess we're getting too caught up in the first round but we'll move on so those are kind of our little takes on the first round like Liam said, you can't go wrong with any of these uh, guys in the top in the first round. So, no, honestly, uh, the, just do as you please. You'd you'd be re- you'd be something really special to lose your basketball draft in the first round. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> have to be, be doing something special that, for that. Uh, yeah, round. unless it's out of your control, like an injury. But other, yeah. but other than that, yeah, other than that, yeah, it'd have to be something special. Um, in terms, okay, so the second one is thirteen. Second round would be thirteen to twenty-four. Um, so it'd be Kevin Durant. Uh, they have at like beginning of the second round, Kawhi Leonard, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, Bama DeBio, Jimmy Butler, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, DeAndre Ayton, Donovan Mitchell, John Collins, and Kyrie Irving. So, what do you think about that? Guy that I want to get that I'm higher on in that position is uh, in that round is Paul George. Um, we talked yeah. about spoke okay. about it a bit earlier, Dan and. Mm-hmm. He is one season removed from being a top, easily top ten fantasy player when he was uh, when he was MVP or MVP candidate that season with OKC. Um, I agree. So yeah, I just think he also last season he didn't play a lot of minutes. He was playing like twenty eight minutes a game or something last season. Those minutes yeah. are going to go up, you'd think, with with a new coach in. Like I don't mm-hmm. see why Paul George wouldn't be playing thirty five minutes a night. Um, yeah. And uh, to your point, like he's his ADP is around 21, 20 and twenty one. Yeah. So that's like him. that's pretty low for like what we are projecting him to be. Um, I think it's a lot of a lot of it is like the bubble glasses, and yes, um, yes, exactly. just last season. I think a lot of I think Paul George is great value. Um, I, I have him for sure over Westbrook, uh, Butler. I'd have him over Bam. I've had him over Beal. Um, maybe even Embiid right near Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, um, man. but man, like I think I'm really high on Paul George. That's me personally, and I think that's that'd be a, a good steal at twenty twenty one twenty. For sure, like he's his co- the coach he was complaining about is gone. He needs to prove <laughs> it after the bubble. Like he has to. Yeah. <laughs> he can't. Like, I, and I'm yeah. betting that he will be really good in the regular season. So I think he outperforms that ADP. Guy that I don't want in the second round that I think is going to be way overdrafted is John Collins. I can't believe he's uh, yeah average draft position is in the second round. I think he's the yeah. guy that takes a back seat with all those new additions. It's not going to be Trey Young losing shots. It's going to be John Collins. They drafted a Kungu. They brought in Gallinari. They have Capella that they were trying to work in kind of, I don't even know how many games he got in with them after the trade di- deadline last year. Has he even played for Atlanta yet, Capella? Uh, Capella, yeah, he's played a couple games. Yeah. He's played a few games, I think. Um, but uh, it wasn't like a lot. Yeah, but I see, I see Collins not even really coming close to a second round player to be honest with you no that, that's a that's a pretty big reach not gonna lie yeah um i totally agree with you there uh, you basically said everything you said like everything that i probably would say um i just don't see it so that's a trap like i like first round we said this some people might be like lebron might be a little high but like lebron's not a trap john collins in the second round is a that's trap, a trap. Compared that's where to you what can you start to lose your draft yeah 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 like, that's a trap um so yeah um that's a good uh heads up for you guys um, so watch out for John Collins there. Um, that's a little bit of a trap. I wouldn't go for it. All right. So I guess that wraps up like the, the second round, uh, the third round, I won't be listing every single player. Once we get to the later rounds, we'll kind of just, uh, me and Liam, we'll kind of, we'll just say what, what player starts with and what ends with a player in that round. And then we'll kind of just, since we have the draft lift in front of us, and then we'll just kind of take it from there. But for now I'll keep listing because it's the third round. 
Um, so at 25, we start off the third round with Ben Simmons, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Zion Williamson, John Morant, Rudy Gobert, Nikola Vucevic, Zach Levine, Pascal Siakam, Jamal Murray, Andre Drummond, and finish it off with Chris Paul. So give me your take on that, Liam. I think you're actually missing. I think you, you did 11 only there again. Did I? Two, three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. So you could, you, sorry, end off with Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. Not Chris Paul. <laughs> we, and we got to include him because you know how big I am on Yusuf Nurkic. Um, it's yeah. kind of interesting seeing this ADP. I think that's pretty high for Nurkic. I would prefer to grab him in the fourth round if he slides a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But out of those guys there, I definitely think both Jamal Murray and Pascal Siakam have a chance of being overdrafted. Um, but, oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Zion Williamson. I think Zion Williamson is way <laughs> – is, I think the hype train is out of control on him. Um, he's not a fantastic fantasy player yet. He wasn't really a fantastic fantasy player last season. If you're, if you're drafting him in the, the third round – you're banking on his steals and blocks shooting through the roof like they were in college. Um, you're banking on his free throws improving. You're banking on, like, you know, he's going to have solid field goal percentage, obviously, but yeah. like outside of that, and he's going to score good points, pretty good rebounds. Like, I don't know. He, uh, yeah, he's you're just, banking he's on more him like a, taking a huge yeah. leap if you're taking him in round. Three. Yeah. And at, he's, he's more at the like start a, of round three there. I was going to say, yeah, he's more of like a, just a very high hope. Uh, player like you're not it's more of excitement oh you have Zion Williamson on your team I want to watch him play yeah I mean in terms of entertainment value if you want to watch your fantasy players yeah on tv that'd be a good one to pick because yeah, then he'll sure. be really fun to watch mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I totally agree with you that's kind of high um I also want to point out like I'm sure you agree with me on this Liam but if you look at like kind of what's in the second round to third round um you have a lot of good value in in guards and centers um you don't have that much good wing value here, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. you have a lot of, like, good guards. You have from Chris Paul. You have, like, Zach Levine, we talked about in the previous half of the show. John Morant, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Ben Simmons. I'm sure he'll get, like, eligibility for other positions. Kyrie. Um, so, like, you have, like, all these good, like, shooting guards, and you don't have that many wings. So, if you want to, like, go first for, like, a wing player, like, in the, the first round, just aim for, like, maybe a Jason Tatum or something like that. And then just go for a good guard in your second or like in your third round and focus on like other positions in your first two rounds, like a center or something. You can get some pretty good value in guards. Like, you could get a Chris Paul according to this ADP here. And I would love if Chris Paul was my starting point guard, I would love that. Like I wouldn't be frowned upon that compared to like, I don't know, someone else in like a guard in the second round or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think that's something to note um, as we're looking at this. Um, even if you go further down, you'll see more guards when we'll, we'll talk about it more, rather than wings. So um, I think a good strap for um the first few r- couple rounds. Maybe it could be a go for a wing, unless you really like a, a point guard. Like unless you have like James Harden, Steph Curry, or Trey Young or something, or Damian Lillard. Obviously, like it falls to you. But like I think going for a wing or a, a good center maybe might be the motive in the first round. Just at first glance here. Now that I'm looking at this. Yeah. Um. So I think uh, I agree with you. Your Zion take. Um. I think a lot of these are the young. Um point guards are like up and coming guards um i still like me some pascal siakam i wouldn't hate him in the third round i uh, like me some jamal murray like said, andre drummond's a beast uh, chris paul i think would be like the one i kind of like pretty surprising near the end of the third round yeah um i think he's will be really good value for you 
if you can get him even early third or something like that. So that'd be one I'm really surprised about. And then I just love me some Ben Simmons. Um, getting if you get him in the third round, um, early in the third round, that I think that's a I think that's kind of a steal to be honest, in my opinion. The guy um, that I but, was going to highlight in this third round that I think would be a great great to come away with is is Drummond. Um, and I say that when I say that I mean if you drafted Harden in, as one of your first picks, don't draft Drummond because then you're undoing <laughs> what Harden's good at. Um, but if yeah. you drafted a guy like I don't know, like Yanis. Um, and you draft pair him with Drummond, or, and you're able to get Drummond later, then I think that's a fantastic pairing. Because Drummond is absolutely yeah. dominant in steals, blocks, field goal percentage, rebound. Um, like, his yeah. his output in those categories is honestly ridiculous. He's Yeah, I agree. Like, he's nothing in free throws and threes. So if you have a guy like Yanis that's also not good in those, um, or a guy like Ben Simmons that's also not good in those, you can punt those two categories and really build up your other six or seven categories, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And, like, you could, for the most part, like, we always, like, talked about this, and even in, like, our, our banter, like, sessions and, like, the group chats, you could find a lot of, like, three-pointers, points, and, like, maybe rebounds in, like, free agency, right? Like, th- those threes. are pretty easy categories. Yeah, especially, th- you can find a lot of that in the free agency. The way the NBA usually. is these days, there's guys, like, I don't know, you could stream in like uh well, pe- well my brother picked up davis bertons like in yeah, the beginning of the season he like yeah. popped off you know what i mean like players like that that always come through um you could always draft them late too um so like getting the stats that you can't really find that good value would be like defensive stats assists um like certain percentages that'll make it worth it like you're not picking up a guy on the waiver just to get you field goal percentage because they're most likely not going to put up a lot of shots right no. so <laughs> you'd be you yeah. might look at the number and say oh 75 percent um but the guy has <laughs> taken 10 shots all season <laughs> yeah exactly so that's not really worth so um i totally agree with you um sometimes just being dominant in five categories could take you a long way um but even then like if you like say you get, you get a Giannis and a drum into your point like what you get no threes you could just pick up threes in the waiver if you to be honest right like uh it's not that big of a deal uh so i think that's definitely something to you could look you guys could look towards don't swear off it because if you're just gunning for Yanis and Drummond your whole draft, you're gonna miss up on a lot of value that yeah, you possibly no. could be getting. So, but like it's a, it's an option for sure. It's an option for sure. Yeah, no, um, I think I, I think Drummond on the right team could be a really valuable fantasy player if you yeah, if you build sure. correctly. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a sneaky one that you'll find that could fall to a lot of people. Yep. Um. So the next round, uh, we'll start off. So right after Nurkic, we'll start off with uh, Brendan Ingram, Fred VanVleet, Darian De- Fox. Chris Middleton, D'Angelo Russell, Drew Holiday, uh, Sabonis, Kyle Lowry, Jalen Brown, Christian Wood, Mitchell Robinson, and DeMar DeRozan. Did I get 12 that time? Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So uh, what do you think about those? Yeah. And this that's is like kind of a 48. This is the fourth round. This is kind of, I see this as a, kind of a noticeable fall off. Like these aren't, these aren't elite fantasy options anymore. In the first three rounds, I think there are lots of elite fantasy options. There's not really anyone mm-hmm. in here. Um, I already spoke about Christian Wood earlier, so I won't. I do think he could sneak into the third round value, Christian Wood. Um, yeah. But I actually I actually really like another guy I touched on earlier. I like Sabonis in this round. Um, again, yeah. not a sexy pick. Uh, kind of an underrated guy, but going to have locked into value. I think this is the season that they really kind of turn away even more from miles Turner and ride Sabonis as hard as they ever have. Um, so I think he takes a big step up. 
I agree. I mean, even with Victor Oladipo, Victor Oladipo was back last, like at the tail end of last season, and he was putting up mad shots, even though he wasn't making them. So <laughs> he, it's not like his usage is going to go down because Victor Oladipo is back, like in, in full swing. Yeah. Um. He he. This is a guy who averaged 18 points, uh, 12.5 rebounds, five assists, and like shooting off 54 percent from field goal with 72 percent free throw, which is pretty good for a big. Like 72 oh, yeah. percent. That's nothing like shy off of. So he didn't get you many threes, but he did shoot a little bit. Um, and then the defensive stats are not really there, but I mean, you're picking someone in the fourth round here, so you're not really looking at him to anchor you any, um, any category. So I think he's definitely some good value there. Uh, I agree with you, but the guy that I really want to talk about is D'Angelo Russell. I think if you're really starving in guards at this point and you haven't picked one because a lot of good like wings or centers fell to you, I think getting D'Angelo Russell here is a really good, really good value. Because I think he's, his usage is going to be really good. Um, he's going to play with a really, like I mentioned before, a really good point guard. And like I just basically, a lot of the points I talked to before, I don't want to go babble on about him like I did before. But I think that's really good value. I don't think he's going to disappoint you. Um, even if you just expect DeAndre Russell from like, um, I don't know, like the Brooklyn days or something, like that's more than enough for you, right? So, I mean, you might not get Brooklyn, but maybe a little bit less. That's still good for the fourth round, in my opinion. So... All That's right. who I like there. Yeah. Um, someone that I would think is a reach in here. Um, maybe Chris Middleton, maybe. I think he could disappoint some people um, in the fourth round. I know we rated him kind of high, like in our um, It'll be interesting rankings, to but see. Maybe one of him or Holiday w- will t- have to take a step back, and they're both in that round. Yeah. So it could be that's maybe all one I was of gonna them. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So, like, that's kind of like a, a kind of hit and miss because we don't know um, what that's going to be like because Middleton was a second option. So we'll see, but um, yeah, other one I think is pretty good. I don't know about fourth round, could be a reach, uh, and then keep an eye on Christian Wood there. Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I guess s- we'll start. Well, mine ahead, for that guys, round, and I don't want to pick on the guy in last there, but I think Mitchell Robinson's going to struggle to produce fourth round value. I know it's the end of the fourth round, but and I I love Robinson. I he has got sky yeah. high upside, but. He just doesn't play a lot of minutes. He's never really broken out yeah. and become a 30-minute night player. If he's a 30-minute-per-night player, he's like – he's shooting into the second round maybe. Like he's going to be fantastic putting up yeah. mad block numbers, insane field goal, rebounds, probably get some steals in there. But like he, he kind of plays like 22 minutes a night, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. So I would struggle to, to justify a fourth-round pick on a guy that I'm just not sure of his role. That's fair. That's totally fair. I mean, he he's like a big, um, he's like a low floor, high ceiling player, right? He's yep. a big boomer bust, hundred percent. And I think that's what I think that's why the people have spoken for this being like a late fourth because um, probably a lot of people might might have picked him high, but also probably a lot of people people probably picked him low. I don't think this was like a an average. Like this was like an average thing rather than a true position thing. Um, so uh, he's a big boomer bust. So if you like him, take him. But if not, like don't. I wouldn't kick like if he if he turns if you don't pick him and he turns out to be like a god, I wouldn't even be upset about it because no. you mitigated a lot of risk by not taking him. So, um, I agree with that. We'll start off with the next round. This will be the last round. I announce all of them because I'm sure you guys will be um, annoyed by just me hearing listing off names all the time. So in the fifth round, uh, we will start off with uh, C.J. McCollum, Gordon Hayward, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, Kristaps Porzingis, Michael Porter Jr., Clint Capella, Malcolm Brogdon, and TJ Warren. 
What do you think about that? <laughs> there are a couple that I do not like in that round. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't like, and I don't like this guy as a real life player. I know he's a much better fantasy player, but I think Hassan Whiteside, like, I don't know if he's going to be able to, to produce a good value this season. I know he's been yeah. a fantasy monster in the past, but when he's been a fantasy monster, that's when he's getting like 30 minutes a game. He's gone to Sacramento. It'll probably be a timeshare uh, with Rashawn Holmes. And you've got Bagley in that mix too. And I was going to say, that, that's kind of weird with Bagley there, right? Like yeah. you think, I think I figured Bagley more as like a small, like in a small lineup, they'll probably go to Bagley, right? Oh at, yeah, at as five. a center, yeah. So you kind of got would be like no one, like nowhere. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a very good point. So I don't think Hassan Whiteside, like I think he's, his name is in there based on past performance, not based on what the future is going to be. So I would not be associating with the rest of guys, the guys in that tier. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, he could easily, like, he was in Portland last season. He still produced to, but that's because you know, Nurkic Nurk there, right? Oh, yeah. That, so like, that's, that's a very, I think that's a very just based off name. He's there. I don't like him either. Um, so I'm glad we can agree on that because that's not someone who I think is going to produce the same value that he's ever produced before now. I think he's kind of in the tail end. He's going to be decreasing from, from here on in. I mean, I hope he proved me wrong for his sake, but I just don't see it. The opportunity and the usage is just not there, uh, especially for a young team. Uh, the person I do not really like and I love are two people that work really close to each other in ADP. Um, I don't really like CG McCollum. Me neither. Um, here, back you on I that think, one for sure. <laughs> I think he, I think he's very one-dimensional. Um, he's 100%. basically like a like kind of what like we talked about as a free agent pickup. Um, he's definitely not one, but like it's a free agent no. pickup in terms of the stats that he can get you on steroids. So it'll just get you three pointers, points, uh, free throw percentage, and a decent field goal percentage, but it doesn't get you much else. He's not going to get you that many assists like he used to. When uh, Dame when Dame was injured those like seasons, um, he's not going to get you rebounds. He's not really going to get you any defensive stats. So I think it's kind of like stats you can make up easily, and that's why I don't really like him there at like early in that fourth round. Um, fifth and round, the I person think we're, who we're round five or fifth round. Sorry, sorry, fifth round. Yeah, um, but the person I do love there, who's right behind him, was Gordon Hayward. I think he has a chance to be like a, a third, maybe a third max. Like see, I think that's a ceiling, a third round pick. Yeah, if, if it goes well, if it breaks well for him, I'm, I really I'm like that there, especially yeah. if he's healthy. He was like probably so, a third round player when he played on Utah and his his breakout seasons there. I think he was. A, I think he was a second to be honest. Yeah, there I would, you go. I would pick him a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree so, with that one. The one I like, yeah, I love Hayward. Is a, I love. I agree with what you're saying. Both those guys. Uh, the one I like is Lamarcus Aldridge. I think he's just nailed yeah. on value. Know exactly <laughs> yeah, what you're getting him from him. Um, yeah, actually. I think he has a chance to exceed this. And again, this is a pick that people are going to be like, oh, he's old. He's this, he's that, it's whatever. But he's, he's just going to produce um, produce value. I think he could sneak into a fourth round, third round. He's not going to far overseed, over exceed his, uh, his average draft position, but I really don't think he, again, barring injuries, but you don't want to say like, and injuries could happen to anyone. Um, yeah. Course. But I don't think he he falls much below his ADP. Don't think there's much of a chance of that. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that's a very solid pick. It's interesting. I'm looking at the, the list now, and we have Christos Porzingis in this uh, round projected. Uh, people draft him around the fifth mid fifth round, but we also have Michael Porter Jr. right after him. 
So that's a very interesting dynamic you have there where I'm like, I'm sure not every draft goes this way, but like you have around the same position where you have someone who's injured, who could be an absolute fantasy stud, but also someone who's like, and also on, on the other hand, have someone who's basically just pure off pure potential because we haven't really seen much from him and he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time, but because Jeremy Grant's left and there's a big hole and same with Mason Plumlee is a big hole in the bigs department. Um, I think a lot of people are, are seeing that potential and we kind of wanted to talk about this when you mentioned Michael Porter Jr. in your top rankings, right? So he in the, he's coming in the sixth round. How do you feel about that? Um, I think that's pretty big swing. <laughs> pretty big yeah, swing, yeah, but yeah. I, I think it could hit. Uh, I would probably go with Porzingis just because mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, I'm confident I can at least get into the playoffs. And when, I, when yeah. he comes back, he could be like a second or third round player. Um, yeah, so sure. I would yeah. be more inclined to go with Porzingis on that battle. Um, but Michael Porter mm-hmm. too, he could break out and, and be fantastic. Um, I know yeah. you're a bit more of an optimist. I'm kind of like, okay, but like, this is, if this is his ceiling type of thing, like, can he, yeah. like, there's a lot of hype on him. People are picking him because they think he's going to be amazing. Like everything would mm-hmm. kind of have to go right for that. So yeah. uh, not as like, I know I said I had him high in my rankings. Um, Maybe at this ADP, I'd probably prefer prefer a Porzingis who's shown me real fantasy value before rather than banking on a guy to make that leap. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I think Michael Porter is a pretty big swing here. I don't know. I'm looking at the the rounds coming up, excuse me, and I'm looking at like a Kelly Oubre, DeJounte Murray, Jaron Jackson Jr. And I love all those guys in the next round over Michael Porter, to be honest. I'd, I'm more of like a... This is too big of a swing, I think, for the sixth round. Unless I'm loving my team and I'm like crushing, like I feel like I'm crushing the draft. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll go for the swing. But I'm I don't feel confident um in the sixth round for um for Michael Porter Jr. Personally. I just I just don't. Um like you said, I'd rather have that stash and Kristaps Porzingis. If I'm like doing really well, I'll stash Kristaps in my IR and just ride him out until he comes back. And like you said, if I'm in playoff contention. You're basically set because you have boot. like a second round. Then you're then you're yeah, upsetting was, a, then you're upsetting someone in the playoffs and you're laughing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a that's a that's a good uh, pick there. Um, I also like Malcolm Buddy Hield. I don't really like there as well. Um, I'll just add that in. I just don't like Buddy Hield. Um, and then it's interesting to see, and we'll get to the next round. So it starts off with Tobias Harris and ends off with, I believe Kevin Love. Let me count this. Kevin Love. Okay, thank you for getting that. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I mentioned the Dejounte Murray. That's one of my sleepers. We have him here in the seventh round. Um, okay. I love Dejounte Murray. Um, I think, I think this is a lot higher than actually a little bit higher than I expected. I didn't think he was gonna go this high in the sixth. Uh, sorry, seventh round. Um, wait, is this the seventh round? Or sixth round. This is seven now. Six rounds. Six. Oh, is it? Yeah. Six. You're right. Six round. Yeah. So. This is a little bit higher than I thought he was going to be. I thought people were going to sleep on him more. Um, but I definitely love him. I still love him as a sleeper here in the sixth round. So, um, yeah, he has a lot of opportunity. Um, his team is getting older. Um, he's one of the bright young spots on the team. You can't If Pop loves him, there's a reason he loves that he loves him. And I think he's a great defensive player, super long. And I think he's just getting better. So um, I, lo- I love what he did last year. And... Um, yeah, I love me some Dejounte Murray. That's one of my sleepers of the draft. If you if you can get him, because I think a lot of people he's not a household name. I think a lot of people will yeah will be missing him. You. Do you have Murray in our league? Uh, no, I believe 
rhapsiasm. Mm. Yeah, nice player. I agree with that. Uh, my guy I like in this in this round is Robert Covington. Um, always yeah, love that yeah, guy's love fantasy game. You know how much I love yeah. defensive stats, and he's a defensive stat yeah. monster. Shoots threes yeah. as well. He gets the counting stats. He'll get you a, a three, a steal, and a block a game. Good rebounder. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's not he's not a high usage player, um, so don't be drafting him for points. Um, but I think he's especially in a category league. He's he could be invaluable source of defensive stats and threes in the middle rounds there. Fair, fair. I agree. Um, I don't know, like. I haven't really kept a close eye on Robert Covington. Um, I'm sure you're an, you're the foremost expert in Robert Covington because you love him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know if I feel comfortable with Robert Covington there. I mean, he is on a new team. Uh, I don't know how much usage he'll get. I don't know. I actually don't know in the sixth round to be honest. I might have to disagree with you there. Um, I think I'd prefer like Ubre, Murray, or Jackson over him. Um. But that being said, we did we did say we hated a couple in the, the, the previous round, so maybe you take Covington there if you love him. But I just don't. I'm not a huge fan in, uh, right here in the sixth round. Um, also, Dan, whisper it. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anyone. What? But what? keep an eye on John Wall. Had a big game in the Ooh, preseason the other night. Okay, we know okay. we know how good of a people, fantasy player he was in the past. Um, yeah. yeah, whisper it. You know, assists are hard to come by. John Wall, nine assists the yes, other night in his preseason true. debut. He's an assists guy. That's true. He's a guy who used to get blocks out of the guard position. We'll see how that happens with his athleticism being down. But yeah. uh, I think John Wall could be a uh, could be a bit so of a are, comeback are you, fantasy player. Are you, this are, you, are, you bu- are you buying the the Instagram videos in the first preseason game? You're you're all in. You're yeah. buying it. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in. All I needed was one preseason game, nine assists, and I'm I'm fired up already. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're going out preseason game, preseason game, you'll probably be drafting Malachi Flynn in the fifth round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, honestly, like kind of to back you. I know we were joking about it, but honestly, Wall used to be a second rounder. Obviously, an injury, but if he's back to his form, that could be another sneaky stash. If you think if you think your team's setting up pretty nicely, um, just to take a risk on. Yeah, high upside. I All right. I think. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. let's just say Andrew Wiggins has no business being drafted. In this yeah, round. no, <laughs> absolutely no business. I know we're Canadian, but oh my goodness, Andrew Wiggins is not a very good NBA player, not a good fantasy <laughs> player at all. He's just going to be yeah. a pure inefficient scorer, not get much else. Do not draft Andrew Wiggins this high, people. Yeah, no. Uh, if you haven't learned your lesson already, um, then that's your fault, to be honest. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're still Andrew Wiggins believer, Andrew Wiggins believer. In terms of fantasy now, then I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mate. You've, you've lost it. You've lost the plot. Yeah, you absolutely. Um, so we'll move on to the next round. Um, so it begins with Kobe White, interesting, and then it ends with uh, do you do you know who ends Danilo with Danilo Gallinari? Danilo Gallinari, which is another interesting actually at this spot. So uh, let me hear your take for who you thinking in this round. Um. In this round, I actually like, I'm going to show some love to a Toronto boy who I've here has taken some good steps in this offseason. Okay. I like OG An- Anunobi. Um, Anunobi? Anunobi, okay. yeah. Uh, not, again, not a high usage player, but at this stage of the draft, you're not really going to find many high usage guys that are chucking up shots. And OG has so much valuable defensively rebounding, hitting threes. Um, I think he takes a step up this season. Uh, and yeah, always loved his game for fantasy. He's, he's a bit underrated, I think. Um, so yeah. 
Again, be aware of that Raptors tax if you're drafting with a bunch of, uh, <laughs> of Raptors fans, but I like OG in this yeah, round. What do you think? Uh, no, I like OG too. Um, I think uh, this is a year that's prime for him to step up um, with a lot of the bigs being gone from Toronto and us only signing one. Um, I think uh, there's definitely room for him to play, especially in like a small ball lineup. Yeah, small ball for they'll sure. trust him to, to play on the four. Um, Nick Nurse loves to play around with his lineup. I think they'll trust OG more this year, and I think that's going to result in a pretty good fantasy year. He'd even have that bad of one last year um, for what we expected of him. So, I mean, having him, like getting him now, I think you'll get, granted, like you said, because of the Toronto tax, but I think you could get him for pre- pretty decent value. I think here is not terrible. Um, I would swing for OG here. Um, in terms of players I don't like here, um, honestly, actually, you know, before I say that, I kind of want to touch ask you about it. What do you think about Tyler Hero here? Because you have Tyler Hero in this round. Oh, so I'm actually interested to hear what your take Everyone is. needs a hero. That's a- um, <laughs> except so for Iglesias. me in this round. Yeah. No, I don't really I don't really love Tyler Hero in this round. Like I think it's I think it's bubble bubble hype a little bit. Obviously yeah. a Kentucky boy. And I gotta say, mm. I never really like I, I know I said in previous podcasts, I never really mm. understood the hype at Kentucky, to be honest. I was like, okay, this guy's yeah. a pretty good shooter, but he kind of drift in and out of games. Um, mm-hmm. He's obviously become a very good NBA player and uh, proved me absolutely wrong on that. Um, so maybe yeah. I'm just a little slow to warm up to him, but I don't know. If <laughs> it all seems a little bit too much too fast that he's already going to be like a fantasy stud or like a really yeah. good fantasy contributor that you'd be looking for in this, what is this, sixth round now? It's uh, it's the seventh round. Seventh round. Still, like, that's, yeah. a, that's a top – like still in that's the, your start it's your starting essentially yeah that's like, a starter yeah, for you start in like a guard a guard or forward role i'm not 100 sold on that i don't know too too much too quickly <laughs> for me yeah i mean i i agree with you i mean i know probably in the season we're gonna do like a review and we're gonna be listening to this part of the podcast and we're like okay we're stu- we could we could easily be stupid and tell here could be like a, a top fantasy player but i mean that being said uh you do have bam still you do you still have um jimmy butler and you still have Duncan Robinson shooting the threes from the perimeter. You have um, Kendrick Nunn, who still be used pr- fairly, fairly um, well in in like the system. So, I mean, I don't think he's gonna. I think he'll start. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I've been hearing. I just don't see seventh round, especially when you have people like, like you have people like Danilo Gallinari, which is someone I want to touch up, touch upon. I think he's Gallinari. No matter where he's gone, gone, he's been like a very reliable fantasy asset, like very reliable. So I would probably prefer Gallinari there. Or like we mentioned OG. So there's players, um, there's players here that we probably could see that we probably choose over a Tyler hero, um, especially cause he hasn't really proven much other than in like the bubble and a little bit last season. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge Tyler hero. I'm a big fan, but right here, I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm uh I'm out on Gallinari, man. Too many cooks in that kitchen for me. Yeah, I'm out on Gallinari. You really? Too many like, cooks like who, in the kitchen. So, so who do you who do you think over other than like obviously Trey Young? Well, um, I think I like I know I said Collins earlier, but that was second round Collins. Collins is going to be still much more important than Gallinari in this game. Capella, uh, Akungu when he starts to play, I really value. Plus, they've got their wings that they're going to try and get minutes. Herder, Hunter, Reddish. Like there's so many players on that team that are going to need minutes. I don't think, I don't see Gallinari having as big a role as he did in, in OKC last That's year. That's fair, and, and and this might not be, 
this might be going against what I'm like I usually say about um usage and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just love me some Galena. He's always been so reliable ever since he was in Denver. Um he was in Denver, right? I think he was that's where yeah. he started. Um and I just like I just love me some Galinari. I think you can rely on him when they play small ball. He could just be out there kick for the three. Um I just think in terms of stats, it will definitely decrease. But this is like near the end of the seventh. Uh and I think you can't really go wrong with someone who's been so consistent for so long. And it's not like like you're telling me Clint Capella, like you're like Bogdan, uh Anyeka Kongwu and like Herder and stuff, but you're you're naming me players that are not like superstars. So like really like how much like less usage is he gonna have? Like I, I only see like Trey Young, and then we're kind of down on John Collins. So by like that, we're like, who knows what's gonna happen? Like maybe maybe they'll like divert to like someone like Gallinari. Like say if they're making the playoffs more and Gallinari's playing. I mean they're hunting for a playoff spot and Gallinari's playing better. <laughs> if you're starting Gallinari, you you don't care about John Collins if they're at making, that point, right? So hopefully they're making the playoffs more than they have been because they have not been making the playoffs very much. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> So I don't know. I just see like in that in those eyes, and I'm like, I think there's also a lot of usage for Gallinari. Um, he's gonna get the minutes. I just don't feel like there's enough players that will get guaranteed touches for me to be scared of Gallinari not getting his. But that's just me, though. That's just me. Um, enough about Gallinari, though. We'll move on to the next round where we start off with Wendell Carter Jr., which is someone I really love. Um, and then we end off. Uh, who do you who do we end off with, Liam? Uh, Brandon Clark, Canadian. Brandon Clark, nice, nice. I love me some Brandon Clark. All right, so you could you could go ahead and start the round off. What are you, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm gonna give you your fantasy team some love and some hate in this round, actually, Dan. Um, all right, all right. Because I'm sure you can guess my hate just looking at the screen <laughs> yeah. of those guys there. Yeah, and yeah, it is yeah. Big Blake, Blake Griffin. Um, <laughs> I don't think there, I think Blake is all the way past it and he was garbage last year. I know he was hurt, but even when he played, he was garbage. The guy is done. I know I preach like there's injury prone until he's not, but there's certain players that are just physically like something's wrong with them that they can't stay on the court. And even when he does, I don't, I think Blake has been past it for many years now. Uh, I think he's surviving purely based on name value. And I think he's gonna break your little heart if you're depending on him in fantasy this year. Um, okay. Okay. Can I can want, I play devil's me advocate here? Let me play, oh. no. Well, let me play devil, devil's advocate here for Blake Griffin. Sure. Okay. So, I think if we're going off, off pre of that preseason buzz of one game, did you see those House of Highlights tapes of uh, Blake Griffin with those with those nice feeds? Inside? No, I got it. I gotta say, I didn't. No. I didn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, but like all joking aside, um, I agree with you to a certain degree. Um, like Blake Griffin is only what, like 31, 32. Uh, um, so yeah. chronologically, I think, I think yes, physically much older. Fair, fair. But I think for the most part, like he's, I think solid value. Like he's 31. Okay. I just looked it up. He's 31. And like, in terms of value, like this is like the eighth round, right? You're not asking Blake Griffin to be like LA Clippers, Blake Griffin, like Lob City, Blake Griffin. So, and not only that, is that he added elements to his game where he's more of a three, like he th- shoots a three more. Um, he's still more of a facilitator. I think him being injured definitely caused him to like kind of have a pretty shitty season last season. Um, and I think, he, I, th- I definitely think he'll add some value to your team. I think he'll be actually someone that's been so, people thought he's overrated for so long in terms of fantasy and with the injuries and stuff that I think he's kind of low-key a little bit underrated now. Um, I think a lot, not a lot of people are going to see him as someone like a threat 
and they're just going to pass on Blake Griffin because the past two seasons he's been so injury injury riddled and he's been playing in Detroit. So I don't know. I don't I wouldn't hate Blake Griffin here. Like if this is sixth round, I'd 100% agree with you. But I think I don't mind him here. I don't mind him here. Um, I'll make you feel better a little bit better now, though, because you do have right, Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges on you your team, right? Bridges. I do have Mikhail Bridges on my team. So that's the guy I'm high on. I think Bridges came on in leaps and bounds last year. He's not a high usage player, but again, solid, yeah. really, really fantastic defender, actually. He's going to get yeah, defensive stats, shoots threes, good percentages, responsible player. This is just a guy that the coaches are going to love, and he's going to be begging for a bigger role. I think he gets it on an improving Suns team. I think he's a really important part of that team. He is a player that I'm jealous of. So there you go. I'm <laughs> jealous of one of your fantasy players in this it. round, and it's not Blake Griffin. It is Mikhail Bridges. <laughs> I was uh, Thank you for uh, revealing that because I was, I was going to drop him, but now I think I'm going to keep him like one of my keepers. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> uh, interesting to note, we have here Kemba Walker. Um, I don't have much to say about that other than that he's, he has a they had to inject him with stem cells in his knee to get that shit right, and he's been having knee problems since he was in high school. I'm scared. Um, I'm scared of Kemba Walker. Earlier, we said I'm not scared of drafting Kevin Durant. Uh, I am yeah. scared of drafting Kemba Walker. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a very scary proposition. There. I think that's kind of a trap, to be honest with you. I think people see Campbell Walker still there at eight in the eighth round and they're going to bite on it because they think that he's going to get well. And honestly, don't think he's going to be well. I think he kind of ran his knee to the ground during the, during the bubble. Um, he wasn't right. And yeah. kind of to the same, like Isaiah Thomas effect where Isaiah Thomas was injured. He was beat up, but he kind of played through it and he was just never the same. Um, I think Campbell Walker's kind of scary, scary there. Um, and I don't know. I just don't like it. And I, I think for his benefit, he should take some time to get it right before he goes on. And if he does do that, that just hurts you fantasy wise because he'll be out for a longer period of time than what's anticipated. Um, so I just don't like it there. I'd rather just get someone else who's more safer. And um, yeah, but that's my take on Kemba Walker. I don't really like it at all. Yep, agreed. Uh, that's Tatum's another, team. If, yeah, it is Tatum's team. Uh, a couple other notables. We got Ricky Rubio, Devontae Graham here in terms of point guards. Uh, no, no, honestly, Devontae Graham, don't mind. I think I think he'll be okay. I got one for you, uh, Ricky Dad. Rubio. Um, why don't we talk, uh, yeah, sure. since they're really like close to each other, Devontae Graham or LaMelo Ball? Who do you take? Nice. I was going to say that. So this is the first rookie in this draft right now, right? The yeah. first rookie off the board. Um, who do I take? At this point, when I'm at eight, I'm just going with pure entertainment value. I'm not picking LaMelo Ball. I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm doubling down as the first overall. He should have been the first overall pick in the 2020 um, draft. I'm doubling down on that shit. I'm picking LaMelo Ball. I'm, I'm I agree. Ball. I'm, I'm going to say to the listeners, I would say don't just care about entertainment value. <laughs> but I do agree with the player you chose. Don't agree with the reason. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I think they hand the reins to LaMelo rather than Graham. Graham just kind of came on strong because there was no one better last year. I think mm -hmm. they're going to really do everything they possibly can to give LaMelo the keys to this castle in terms of ball handling. Him and LaMelo and Gordon show in Charlotte for me. I agree. Um, yeah, honestly, I agree with you. Uh, LaMelo balls be fun to watch. Um, I think Graham could play off LaMelo. I think it will be because Graham's a pretty good shooter. So I think... It'll be fun to see them, uh, how they play together. Um, Terry Rozier is just off. Like, I don't even know where he is now in terms of, like, ADP, but I think he's the fantasy value, like, 
gone to the toilet, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he was the guy that Dre so, was uh, lowballing, using as a lowball trade offer all the time last year. Yeah. But he's <laughs> yeah, putting up seventeen and seven, man. He's sick. I, I know. I know. I know. I'm like. I'm like. I'm not falling for that. Yeah. I told every. I even told everyone. I'm like, yeah. for your health, don't fall for that. Yeah. I sent out a memo to the league. It said, Andre's going to approach <laughs> you with the Rosier for one of your best players trade. Do not entertain it. He might throw in a first round pick. Do not entertain it. <laughs> this is a scam. This is scary. I'm dead. All right. Um, okay, we'll move on to the next round. Um, we'll start off with Bogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> so that's interesting with because we kind of had Danilo up there um, previous. And then who do we end with, Liam? Um, sorry, this has got. I gotta. I gotta flip the screen here. Oh, fair, fair. So we end with Evan um, Fournier. Evan Fournier. Okay, so that's the ninth round we're at right now. Yeah. What do you think about the, the list so far? Um of this list. So it's interesting. We got two we got Boyan and Bogdan Bogdanovich in that list. Um oh, that's nice. I don't know. It's kind of it's we're kind of getting into that tough zone. Let me take a look because this is kind of the corner of the page. Let me take a look at those first four again. Um okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a bit of a hot take. I think uh this could be a Mike Conley bounce back. Um so I, I don't think mind. So that's a yeah. hot take. And he provides stats at the at this stage of the draft that are hard to come by. Uh, assists, free throw percentage, um, you know, stats like that, ball handling, threes, threes aren't that hard to come by, but mostly the assists. I should stop talking about yeah. my ass right now. It's assists <laughs> that I'm drafting him for. That's a, um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey Liam, I, 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 never, I never stopped you before. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think he, I think he, obviously this is Donovan Mitchell's team, but I think Conley is going to prove that he was a lot better than he was last season. And I think it's a bounce back season for him. Um, so to get a solid, not a great solid point guard at this stage in the draft is, is pretty hard, I think. And I trust yeah. Mike Conley as my, my second yeah. point guard on my team. Or Honestly, I agree. Um, I think, I think we, at this point in the draft, you're in the ninth round, you're kind of swinging a little bit here. Um, yeah. you, I don't, I personally wouldn't recommend playing it safe because I always find within the last, like we're not in the last three, like your bench spots. Cause those are usually just free agents. Like you're probably going to drop those or you hit hard on one. Um, so we're getting to that area now where it could be either way. Uh, Mike Conley, I like him there. Um, I think he, like, he can't be any worse than he was before. So I think he's, his draft stock is at an all time low. Um, he had a terrible season last year, fantasy wise. So I think you can get him. If you could get him here, it wouldn't be that bad. You're just, you're just hoping. But at the end of the day, Mike Conley was a really good player. And I think he could find his former glory, even if it's like half as much or three quarters as much as he once was, it's still not bad for the ninth round. You're not asking him to carry you. Um, anywhere so uh, an interesting note here is that we have our second rookie off the board would be James Wiseman what do you think about that I think James Wiseman could be a fantasy stud honestly Um, you think so maybe not like not this season but if I'm in a keeper league which I am in I think he's a pretty good rookie to target to be honest yeah I think he just fits in almost perfectly on that team um, yeah. as their center, good culture where we spoke about it, they're going to develop him. So I see him growing into bigger minutes for this season. I don't know. I still think he could provide value in this round of this season. Um, and pretty big upside play. Like you just finished saying swinging for upside in these later rounds is a, is always a smart idea. So I, I, he would be one of the ones in that round that I would, I would say, yeah, I like it. Nice. Okay. I agree. Uh, I like Wiseman here. I think as 
Golden State only has kind of one scoring option, and that's Steph Curry. You have Kelly Oubre, you have Andrew Wiggins, but there's no one really other primary scoring option, right? Um, Draymond Green is a great facilitator. I think he can open up the floor and make a lot of great passes to people. And I think James Wyman just might be the beneficiary of it. Um, I don't think he's going too high. Uh, you'll get him in the ninth round. It's not terrible. Um, so it's not a safe. It's a safe pick. Um, kind of one person I did want to touch on this round. How about Markel Fultz? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm back on he, the Fultz train, I think. He, he, he actually low-key had good. a pretty... Yeah, he low-key had a decent season last year compared, compared to the fact that one, no one gave a fuck about him after like all the drama that for his first year entailed. Uh, two, at the, at this point in his career, everyone thought he was going to be a wash and like that he was going to become anything. And and then so I just kind of give credit to like his hard work and then what he did to kind of get back to like any like starting form. Um, he ended up being the starting point guard in Orlando. Um, and he got he averaged twelve points, five assists, one point three steals, and three point three rebounds with. Um, forty-seven percent shooting from the floor and seventy-two percent shooting from the free throw, which is not terrible. And yeah, if that's a, I think if those that's, could if go that's up. your floor, I think those could yeah, go if up. that's your floor, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like I like him there. I would definitely go uh, for Markel Fultz there if I need a, especially if I needed a guard. Um, but yeah, he's just like an interesting pickup. Um, I really like him uh, around that value in the ni- late ninth round. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's. Yeah. So again, we'll keep this keep this moving along here. Now we're in the last round. So this is the last round where we'll kind of go. A little bit thoroughly because this will be your last technically starting um, spot in the squad because you'll have three. Util- this will be around your utility, your third utility player, and then we'll pick the last three bench spots, which will just basically go straight straight sleeper and see what we like there because everyone at that point will probably be either like a free agent or it'll just be someone that you'll probably be end up dropping. So, um, yeah, we'll go from there. So the first person up on in the tenth round would be Dennis Schroeder. Interesting. And then the last one, who would the last one be, Liam? Nerland's Noel, I believe. Nerland's Noel. Okay. So what do you think about that th- this round? Yeah, Nerland's Noel. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is kind of where you're taking swings as well. Um, oh, was, your, boy, your boy Otto Porter's here. My boy Otto, not my boy anymore. <laughs> Sold him to Austin Urbello. He's, that, he's absolute, his problem Absolutely now. criminal. Absolutely um, criminal. That was, that was how, okay, I just want to say, like, in our Keeper League, uh, Liam was actually, like, just p- just picked on like the weakest fantasy owner in our <laughs> league and decided to trade Otto Porter, Josh Richardson for uh future first and second round pick. Amongst other trades he got back. You got a second round pick back, right? Yeah, I gave him a second uh, for this so, year. Yeah, so I mean, but this person doesn't have the strongest I'm not gonna reveal his name because I don't want to embarrass him. <laughs> um doesn't have the strongest team, so he's probably not gonna be in playoffs. <laughs> and uh yeah, so that was just it was just highway robbery, um, and I wasn't happy about it. Um, so uh, yeah, we don't want to talk about it because I'm already getting I'm already getting frustrated. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, who do you like in this round? Who do I like in this round? Um, I think Jared Allen's got some upside in this round. I hope they don't play too much DeAndre Jordan. That could be his. Uh, and KD and Kyrie like DeAndre Jordan. I think Jared Allen's a better yeah. player and should be playing more. Um, and had yeah, a really good fantasy that. game. So I think Jared Allen could be a bit of a swing in case they come to their senses. And hopefully Steve Nash, he's a smart guy. He's like, oh, Jared Allen's way better. We should be playing him more. So I like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I also kind of like, and I'm going to show some love to my Kentucky boy. I kind of like PJ Washington. We've spoken yeah, about how we've spoken about mm-hmm. how Charlotte doesn't have too many options in terms of usage. Shots have got to go somewhere. And I think PJ yeah. is, would be one of their stronger young players that they'll, they'll look to be building through. 
Um, I could see him playing some center in a small ball lineup. I think he's going to get a ton of minutes this year. So I like PJ to and continue think, his development. Yeah. And I think having Hayward there would only benefit him. And he has like play Someone facilitators and playmakers. Like, yeah, from Hayward, uh, LaMelo. So I think I think LaMelo would be great for finding people the ball. Um, he probably won't be the most efficient, but that's the, for the person who owns it to worry about, not you if you have PJ. So, uh, yeah, I like me some PJ. Um, I actually just want to quickly add another two that I really like here. Was give me some Goran Dragic, like the guy is always underrated every year. He... Every year he's always underrated. I don't care. Give me Goran Dragic in the tenth round. I don't care. Underrated like, real life player, case? absolutely love love him in real life. Don't know how much fantasy value he's going to be out this season. But okay, g- give me an argument why not? Because because they're going to give the ball give to the, why not? They're going to give the ball to Butler, Hero, Robinson, more maybe maybe even some Nun. Like Dragic, just during the regular season last season, he was almost irrelevant, and then he was an obviously. What do you mean? Awesome okay, you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you? Well, you, want, you want me to tell you stats? Sure. And 20, okay, so per ESPN, uh, actually, let me go to Yahoo. Just take. Oh, I'll just say ESPN. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was sixteen points, uh, five assists, three rebounds, two point two three pointers made, seventy six percent from the free throw line, and forty four percent from field goal, in twenty eight minutes. Steals and blocks. Did you neglect to read those out? What was he okay, up but, that? But this, but this is the tenth round. Like you're not, you're not going to. Like you're telling me, you get me sixteen points, five assists, three rebounds with decent free throw, two threes, and forty four percent field goal. I'll take that any day of the week. That's not very any good day. free throw. That when you say seventy something, seventy seven. I mean, yeah, it also. Depends I mean, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Right? Yeah, it's not. Ter- but like, I mean, that like he's so underrated, and yeah, I think Hero will start. But give me a, like Goran Dragic, six man coming off the bench. You're still getting starting minutes, and he could and he could run the team on the second unit. Like I don't think I honestly don't think this is bad value in the tenth round. And I think he's always underrated uh, in so many like every draft he's underrated. Every draft. Your brother was saying he might keep him. That'd be great. <laughs> Go I ahead. Mean, yeah, like if I mean I don't know if depending what his outlook is. If he's your eighth man and you don't have anyone else, then yeah, I mean. Go for sure, go for it. But if you do, if you do have like a young player or something, I wouldn't. But I mean, tenth round, come on. Like yeah. I would. I, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't. That's that's why you're not a successful fantasy owner, but whatever. Okay. Move it along. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Move it along. I'm that's joking, a cheap shot. Move it along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so who do we end up? Nerds as well. Actually, so there's another person I want to point out here. Oh, no, actually, no, that's the start of the next round. So we'll start the next round. And I just wanted to point out, um, so this is the 11th round. We'll just go, this will just be like an, uh, just a straight up list going downwards. We won't go per round. Um, I kind of like RJ Barry here in the 11th round. <laughs> Not going to lie. I kind of like, I mean, it just, it's this, this point you're just swinging for fences and I just want, and I just want someone that can maybe be a, maybe a breakout candidate, depending how the Knicks will like, will will do, which is probably shitty. So he'll have a lot of usage. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. Give me, give me some uh, RJ Barrett. I think like, RJ Barrett is Wiggins light. He's just gonna, he's gonna put up points, but he's gonna not do too much else. Um, Fair. Like the guy, Canadian. Um, yeah. Sucks he went to Duke, but represent. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really love RJ Barrett there. I would prefer yeah, uh, a guy like um, who do we got here? Where was it? Okay, I actually think. And this is kind of this might be a weird one. I actually think I've always loved Larry Nance's fantasy game. <laughs> yeah, but like with Kevin Love and Andre Drummond there. 
I think honestly, think I, I even think he could because I don't know how much Kevin Love's going to play. Um, I know I'm contradicting myself a little bit by saying injury prone until he's not, but uh, I, I think Nance could provide some value here. Good percentages, good defensive stats. I'm also a little bit biased towards defensive stats. I I value those probably highly more highly than I should. Um, yeah, <laughs> I kind of like Larry Nance in this round. Fair. I mean, I wouldn't go for that. I don't know. I just think there's no opportunity for him. And uh, like I said, I'd, for me, opportunity usage is a huge thing. So I personally, this is, I think, where we disagree a lot when it comes to like the kind of lesser players. I think we have different draft strategies. So I think we um, uh, will definitely be see a lot of differences here. But yeah, no, he's not really for me. Um, but someone I do like, though, how about some Rui Hashimura? <laughs> no, I'm and out on Rui too. In Washington. I'm out on Rui but, as well. You're, you're, you're in it for potential. You're in it for potential at this point. Why not go for it? I don't understand. I'd rather, it's a, it's a, like the, I'd rather draft your, uh, your bench I'd rather draft Evdia than, than Hash Okay, fair. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and I don't even know what Evdia's yeah, no. ADP is. I think, I think he'll be a better player <laughs> uh, this season. Yeah, I'd probably be very low. Um, so speaking of uh, rookies, I think I'll be topping as a chance of being really good fantasy-wise. I don't know how good he'll be an actual like asset for the Knicks. But in terms of fantasy-wise, they're just going to rip him loose. And I think he's just going to score a lot of points, get rebounds. And, yeah, I mean, that's all you can really ask for for someone around in like this low. So why not? I think he has a chance of being rookie of the year, and I think he's going to go for it. So. And he's coming in as a bit of an older player, which isn't isn't a bad thing. You might be a little bit more NBA-ready ready for a bigger role, a bit more responsibility. Yeah. I agree. I agree. No stopping. I'll um, be topping. <laughs> I'm trying to see who else here. They have, they have people who drafted Leangelo Ball on the 134th. That, that has to be a meme. That has to be a meme. There's no way. That has to be a meme. Oh, yeah, it is because he's only 6% rostered. Yeah. But yeah, that has to be a meme. No way. That's hilarious. Um, Leangelo Ball. Uh, doesn't even have so, a picture. Okay, and, and, uh, and kind of t- so kind of the tail end now. If you're okay, if you have the so we kind of rattled off some names, you can go from 10 to 13. Let me pose a fun question before we end off this pod. If you had the with your 13th pick and you're looking at all this, like kind of last one in some of these last pages, who would you go for? Oh, give me a swing. Give me a swing. Let me scroll a little bit. I gotta, I gotta take a look. Do you have your swing ready? Because I'll I'll take a quick look and then I I have mine. I see some interesting names. Okay, go ahead and give Um, yours. A lot of these players will be, um, kind of. Like players that are young or that have the upside to be something great, like an Eric Pascal or Miles Bridges. I think Miles Bridges was put, reported to coming off the bench to Gordon Hayward. So that's kind of, that kind of sucks. He had a decent season last year, fantasy wise. Um, you have the Aaron Baines. But the person I want to, like, this is straight swinging for the fences. And let me, and let me swing with like a, with like a taller than seven footer. And that's Bobo. <laughs> I was just, I was just <laughs> looking at that name. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that is an absolute super high ceiling, dead low floor guy, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. This, that's this like round. That's like ba- that's like basement. Yeah, to, to like CN Tower. That, that's what it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, because if he actually plays, like he's gonna be on. Like he's gonna be awesome to own. The blocks, yeah. the threes, the ball handling. The guy can dribble, <laughs> even though he's yeah, huge. And, um, and this is straight. Like this is also straight bubble goggles too. Like I'm like I'm like fully admitting it. Because oh, he yeah. was great in the bubble. And like now that he has more opportunity, I'm just like, 
I don't know. I, I would I would just swing with him. Like, why not? I why mean, not? obviously, people are people out here drafting Leangelo Ball at an ADP of one thirty four, and you have Bobo one thirty eight. Give me Bobo. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna <laughs> swing for someone funny, make it ball. Uh, make it bull, not ball. Bull, not ball. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Uh, all right, I think that probably should cap it off. Unless you have any, um, anyone else that you kind of want to see, or you want to say in terms of just like um, another swing. Just some of for? these names that are super late here. Uh, keep an eye on Isaac Okoro, twenty points in his preseason debut the other night, or something like that. No. Nice, nice. Um, you know, hey, maybe a rookie on a team with not very many good players. Maybe he gets some. Oh, and al- and also, I want to add uh, Killian Hayes. Speaking of rookies. Mm. I love me some Killian Hayes. Um, I think he's has a chance. He they named him the starting point guard in Detroit. I think he has a chance of doing like some special things there, uh, especially with an, like the the problem of overcrowding is with the the front court, not the back court. So I think he's gonna be uh, really good, and I would not be sh- I would not be surprised if he could help you fantasy wise this season. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think, so you guys, everyone's took in our mediocre fantasy advice for the straight three hours. If you listen to this, you're a champion. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what, um, how we done and if we've helped you. Uh, it's about a week and a day or so until the season starts. So you have a little bit of time to grind out this podcast and see what suits you. I'll be listing the time slots of where, of where we said what in terms of our listing and what positions. And also when after the break, when we talked about ADP, I think that maybe suit you more if you want to skip like the position wise in the first four rounds. But hopefully we helped you out a lot. Um, Liam and I uh, are obsessed with this stuff. So we go in depth. Um, We played a lot of years of fantasy basketball. And yeah, I don't know. Liam, do you have anything to say? No, I'm just excited for an awesome week of drafts. Have fun in those drafts, guys. And uh yeah, don't don't uh try not to try not to lose your league just on the draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be active. That's an important thing. Be active. Liam yeah. knows. Um yeah, and also <clears throat> be prepared. Like I know a lot of people just go into these fancy drafts and like, oh, I'm just gonna wing it. Like I know enough about basketball. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then and then they'll get in they'll get in into like the, the that'll work for you maybe in the first three, four rounds. But once you get into like the fifth round and sixth round, seventh round later on. Uh, when the players getting role players and good supporting players really matters, um, you're going to find yourself screwed. So be prepared. Um, kind of take this guide as much as you will. Some sne- uh, sleepers. Um, read some things on the internet. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email. We will respond. Um, nice. But yeah, so two compass podcasts at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, happy drafting, everyone. And hope everyone has a good, good week. And we'll be back soon with NBA, uh, like, power rankings for the conferences and what we think they each team's going to land yeah we're so going to predict the standings dan and i are going to go head to head we're going to see who's most right yeah. at the end of the season you looking forward to that yeah it'll be a lot of fun and you already see saw some of the banter with the whole dallas mavericks and i've heard a couple comments uh calling liam uh, a little bit silly for that prediction but uh mm-hmm. that's fine a little bit silly eh? <laughs> well at me whoever's out there calling me a little bit silly <laughs> i think you need to uh, step up a little bit and, and let me know <laughs> sounds good all right thank you liam so much uh, thank talk you. to you soon and good luck drafting thanks man take care easy